You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. The big thing that'll stand out to me about that Clippers game is that I I truly believe that's a game they lose last year. And that the re-edition of Derek Favors 100% paid off. Rudy Gobert in foul trouble last year spelled an L. You know, that was you were going to have a real tough time winning that game. Uh, Rudy Gobert picks up his fourth foul early in the third quarter. Derek Favors comes on, and they pushed a nine-point halftime lead to 19 points. Not only did they, and this is no slight to Rudy by any means, but they were able to not only hold that momentum but build on it with Derek Favors, where I think they would have given way that momentum uh, last year. And that's got to be nice for Rudy to to actually know <laughs> this year, you know, you don't want to get in foul trouble, but that's got to feel like, hey, the pressure is not all on me. I can continue to go out, play as aggressive as I've played, and know I've got Favors behind me to kind of steady everything um, should we run into issues. So I agree with you. I thought that was a great story as well. Um, and, and, you know, even in limited minutes, Rudy was, was really big, affected the game in a big way, um, you know, made the Clippers really struggle around the rim, and, um, and the Jazz continue to guard pretty well, so hopefully that trend continues as well. Yeah, defensively, they've really been fine this year. When they've struggled, it's, it's been they haven't been able to put it together offensively, and they did against the Clippers and looked really good, and uh, now they hit the road. Long road trip. It starts at San Antonio tonight. Uh, a game, again, tip-off coming your way a little after 5 o'clock. David Locke, uh, Ron Boone will have all the action for you. Uh, let's check in with head coach Quinn Snyder, who had his pregame media availability. First question, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Q, good to see you. Hello. Uh, so we saw the ESPN story come out today about the Clippers having had seven support staffers who were quarantined in Salt Lake for a time after – after the game with you guys. I was just wondering if that resulted in any kind of additional changes or, or protocols that you guys had to go through, if that resulted in kind of any extra measures that you guys had to take. No, I, I think, you know, the communication between various teams, you know, through the league, you know, all those things are, are shared and, you know, everybody reacts accordingly to various protocols. Um, in particular regarding the, the contact tracing, which, you know, is what results in that. So I think everybody's conservative in their approach to that. And, you know, it was good that we got to play the game and, that, you know, none of the players, not, not to devalue any of the other people on the support staff because, you know, we've gone through similar things. Um, and I'm sure everybody will at some point this season. But, you know, obviously they're, they're doing what they need to be doing. And uh, everybody's you know, in the same boat and you control what you can control. And then other parts of it, you know, you have to be, I don't know if accepting is the right word, um, but you certainly have to, you know, have to adjust when those things happen. All right, next up, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Coach, against the Clippers, your defense was much better and um, really stifling. What did you see as the difference in your defensive execution that game? Well, I mean, it, we're early in the year, um, and I, I think one of the things that, that's happened 
with our group is that the continuity and the connectivity that we have as a team, um, you know, it may be even more um, less applicable at certain times to our actual habits. Um, I think a lot of that developed throughout the year and then in the bubble, um, but we still need to have, you know, a strong foundation. And then those things I think can make us better, but the level of individual discipline uh, and people, you know, being committed to doing their job, you're always going to have some breakdowns, but there were, there, there, there were many less. Um, we were much better at, at guys just focusing, doing their job. And then, you know, you have an opportunity to help each other. And maybe that's the biggest thing that, you know, guys were in position to, to help, help one another out. All right, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. When we talked with Tommy after the game, and he said he kind of gave you credit for believing in him over the course of last season when things were kind of tough. And, you know, there was that report that came out that you were thinking of benching him or, you know, had made that move and then it didn't happen or whatever happened on that day. But I'm curious from your perspective, has that move to kind of keep him in the starting lineup worked out and uh, kind of go back to that time and, and kind of explain why uh, you believed in Mike Connolly to, to kind of have the performances he's had so far? Well, he's, it's not hard to believe in Mike because there's so many things that he does and that, you know, he cares so much. Um, he wants to win and he's also, you know, really unselfish. I think with all the change, I, I think you just have to step back and, you know, take, appreciate all the different things that happened to him in the last year, whether it's, you know, I, I think I'm probably the seventh coach that he played for in his career. Um, he had played the majority of his career with Mark Gasol, who, you know, the, the contrasting Rudy and Mark Gasol is, you know, there's a, there's a, a big difference between those two players playing with Donovan and Boyan, you know, two, two elite scorers. Um, and I think for a while, Mike just kind of finding his way. Um, so in some ways it's to be expected. I, I think the fact that he's, he cares so much and he's such a good person, um, he probably put more pressure on himself. Um, than he needed to and that was the biggest thing for me is just you know trying to support him because um, it's not like he he had he just didn't have the same consistency because he didn't have the same comfort level um, but you are always you know aware of the things that he could do on the court so um, you know I it, it wasn't hard to to have confidence in him and and to trust him you know he always made that easy and I think this is you know this is what um, th this is a natural progression of him being with the team, you know, for a longer period of time, you know, and, and people adjusting to him and him feeling more comfortable. There was a play the other night, Andy, um, in pick and roll where he, he ball faked, you know, at the roller and, and laid it in. And if you think about it, that's probably not a situation he's found himself in very often throughout the course of his career. Um, because someone was probably getting back to Mark popping, you throw it back, you play again. Um, so him getting comfortable um, with Rudy and with the other guys on the team. And the thing that, that I'm, you know, I appreciate through this for him is that he's really made the defensive end important. And I, I think the way he's defending, um, using his quickness, his willingness, you know, to pick up the ball, um, you can feel him defensively. And I, I personally, I, I think that's helped him offensively as well, or is he just throwing himself into the defensive end and then letting the game come to him? And when he does that, you know, he's, uh, he's pretty good. Right. Uh, Jeff McDonald, San Antonio Express News.
Hey, Quinn. Uh, you know, Jordan Clarkson is a is a San Antonio guy, and you've had him for 50 or so games now. I'm kind of wondering what you've what you've seen from him um, out of the since you've acquired him. And also, do you think it was sort of odd for him to come back to his hometown this week and maybe not be able to do the kinds of things he would normally do due to the protocols? Yeah, it's always, you know, guy, you get used to, you know, being on the road and whether it's not going and eats or not seeing people and that, that becomes more difficult, obviously, when you have family and friends in an area and you're, you're probably used to doing those things and it's right in front of you. So it's harder um, and you probably miss it more. So, um, you know, appreciate him, um, you know, having to deal with that, obviously. I, I think the one thing about Jordan is his focus has been terrific. Um, you know, it, it's obvious how talented he is offensively. The thing that, you know, that he's really embraced is, is defending. And he takes a lot of pride in his defense. And you can see how hard he's competing on, on the defensive end. And I think if he gets more and more comfortable, um, he'll become more and more efficient at that end because he's giving, you know, so much effort. But he's been, you know, I feel like I've coached him for 10 years not 10 months. And um, in part, that's, you know, what he gives you um, as a player, as a coach, you know, his, he just gives you his heart. And uh, that's something that, you know, you really have to appreciate because it's unique and that's who he is. He's a unique guy. And, you know, I love the opportunity I have to coach him. All right. That's all the time we have. Thank you, coach. We'll see you after the game. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. There was Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder had a few minutes to uh, to talk glowingly about Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson and uh, I, I believe he enjoys coaching both those both those players. Yeah, he's I would imagine they're easy guys to coach. Um, you know, I think he's actually really been. Um, and I'll talk about Clarkson first. I think he's actually been really good for Clarkson's career um, because I think there's a trust there and. Um, I think, you know, when Quinn came, when, when Jordan came, I'm, I'm sure it was a sales job um, to get him to come back. Um, but I think the, the great thing is I think the, the relationship is genuine. Um, and you can see, you know, I, I see what Quinn's talking about when Jordan, he says Jordan's buying into the defensive end. Um, he, is, he is definitely way more locked in on that end. It looks as though it's something he's committed to do. And certainly we know that's a piece the Jazz need, um, whether it be in the starting lineup or off the bench. And then Conley, um, you know, if you just look at Conley's career numbers and you look at the numbers he's started the season with this year, um, you know, he, he is on track for as good a, a, career, a year as he's had in his career. Um, you know, he's averaging 21 points per game right now. Um, he's you know, doing a great job on on moving the ball around. He's getting five assists per game. He's really active on the glass, and he's not turning the ball over, you know, a high number of times. So I think for Quinn and, and as a coach, those are guys that are easy to talk glowingly about because they're, they're trying to do the right things. And Jordan Clarkson in particular, if you talk to, you know, people close to things, has been a real benefit in the locker room too where he's kind of uh, – we've talked about this before, but the, the good vibe tribe thing plays really well with his teammates, and, and I think that helps them willingly, uh, you know, let Jordan kind of do what he does but also, uh, you know, um, supports everybody. Right? I mean, I, he's, uh, he's been a pleasant surprise from that standpoint. Maybe they knew a little bit about that when trading for him, but that's been, I think, a, a benefit in addition to his game. Yeah, it sounds as, as versatile as he's been and as powerful he's been on the court. Um, there's that, that idea that he really fits with every group. And 
you know, you try to keep clicks out of it. You try to keep groups out of it. But, you know, like guys are going to hang out together. And I know it's different now with COVID. Um, but you form different types of bonds with different guys. And as a coach, you're always looking for a guy who can actually go almost recon and, and somehow infiltrate every group and then be the guy that brings everybody together. And if you can get one of those guys, you've got a, a real opportunity to have great chemistry. All right, we have an updated injury report. Uh, we will get to that coming up next, as well as tonight's hot topic. Uh, it's Jazz Game Night pregame show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe getting you ready for the Utah Jazz and the San Antonio Spurs. We'll get into the hot topic here in a moment, but uh, let's get you updated on the injury report. Uh, Royce O'Neal was probable for this game. He is available for this game. Derek Favors was questionable. He is also available, but for the San Antonio Spurs, LaMarcus Aldridge will be out. Which that's uh, that's a bummer. He's obviously one of their uh, marquee players, certainly. Uh, and then uh, I'm sorry, I'm scrolling to it. Uh, Derek White also out for the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, and White's been out. He's only actually played one game, so uh, he's been out for for a minute. But uh, yeah, Aldridge being out, it'll be interesting. He has uh, he hasn't shot the ball great this year, but you know he's a he's a real weapon and a threat. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see who gets those minutes. Um, you know, former U- Jakob Pertles a backup guy off the bench, um, and Drew Eubanks is, is a, a guy probably at power forward who will probably see a little more, a few more minutes uh, with Aldridge out of the out of the game um, tonight. Jakob uh, Pertle has found a nice little a nice little home for himself there with Greg Popovich, uh, Popovich in the Spurs. Yeah, he's a prototypical big. Um, just you know, he, he thing that overwhelmed me when we played him was just his sheer size. He is a big, strong guy. Um, really scores it good around the rim, and I would imagine fits really well with Pop in terms of under, understanding how to play, screen, move, roll, catch, finish. All right, let's get into uh, tonight's hot topic uh, brought to you by U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank is helping businesses grow, families thrive, and communities succeed here in Utah and all across country. U.S. Bank member FDIC. Uh, speaking of Greg Popovich, uh, I want to get your your take as a coach. One thing I like about uh, uh, coaches, they're like musicians in a way where they take influences from all these different people in the coaching world and put together their own little recipe of it and, and put it out on the floor. So uh, as you, uh, coach, observe Greg Popovich over the years, what has made him one of the greats of all time? What is What is it that he does that makes him so good? So uh, I'll kind of – tell a story around this the first time i i ever met coach popovich was um i was at the university of utah uh working for coach majeris and we played at the university of texas and pop would had the night off and he came up and actually spoke to our guys um and i i was really actually so impressed with just the way he carried himself um and you know guy who obviously was a unbelievable player and then, you know, now a, a Hall of Fame coach. But the way he carried himself and the way that he spoke to our guys with force, but uh, with also with some compassion. And then the way he talked and interacted with, you know, us as complete strangers, you know, managers, coaches, whatever. So, um, you know, I, I think that that speaks to a little bit about what makes him great is I think he's just a no-nonsense guy who really found a – uh, a certain way of playing that's really team oriented 
and he's stayed the course with that. Um, I think he's I think he's a a master at putting teams together and getting them to operate and play together. Um, and I think he, he his no nonsense approach really kind of lends itself to an organization that expects accountability and guys to fall in line. You know because we all, we've all seen you know all of the different things that goes on in this league. And in some organizations, that's a real issue. You don't hear that with the Spurs as much because they, it's pretty much their way or, or you're not going to last. Even uh, these last couple of years as they've been easing into a rebuild. And we remember when the Jazz went through this as, as John and Carl aged and, uh, you, you know, Kevin O'Connor kind of tried to turn it over immediately. You know, a, a rebuild type process was coming because it always comes. And even as San Antonio's kind of eased into that rebuild mode, uh, their teams still play tough. I mean, you can think of games uh, over the past several years with Utah Jazz where San Antonio comes out on top or it's a close game. I mean, they, they're they going to be competitive and they're going to play hard and maybe they don't win as many games as they used to with Tim Duncan because he's an all-time great. They're still always going to play fundamentally sound and play tough. Guys like, you, you know, uh, DeMar DeRozan, but, uh, you know, longtime Spurs guys like Patty Mills, they're going to come out there and, and, uh, and give you everything they got. Yeah, there's just an expectation of how you're supposed to play and how you're supposed to approach it and, and so I think that that's the that's the staple of what makes him great. I think he's a detail oriented guy, um, and I don't think he's out there trying to trick people. He he's pretty straightforward in his approach. Um, but you know what's impressive is he's done it with a different group of guys. You know over a period of time, and like the Jazz has had a lot of success um, even when they haven't challenged for for championships. You know, there are a lot of comparisons between these two franchises, and I think Pop and Jerry have had very similar careers in a lot of ways. But one thing they both had was the the true buy-in from their superstars. I mean, the, the guys who set the tone in the locker room were always bought in with uh, with the head coach. You know, Tim Duncan, the, the fact that, that Pop could bark at Tim in practice, and, and you can talk about these dynamics way better than I uh, certainly could, but the fact that he could bark at Tim in practice meant that he could bark at anybody in practice and set that tone for what was going to be expected within that locker room. Yeah, and same with Jerry and Carl. Yep. I always found it. And you know what it is? I think both guys, if you a word you would use for Jerry and Pop is authentic. You know, I don't think they're – you know, they're one thing in, you know, socially with the guys and they're another thing. I think what they are is who they are. Um, I had my last year at, at BYU, I was, we got into Portland. We'd played a game, um, I think St. Mary's, and we flew into to Portland and we got in late. And I remember we, I grabbed the elevator, started going up and Coach Pop was in the, we were, they were in the same hotel and he looked so tired. Uh, you know, I can't. I started to think about the number of hours you know he spent in hotels uh, in his lifetime. Um, but it was really cool because I, I said, hey, I met you when I was a kid. You know, I was working for Rick Majerus. His eyes lit up. He loved Rick Majerus like a brother. And you know, you bring up Rick Majerus around Pop, and he will talk all day long. So it was actually, you know, I see those interviews when Pop they can ask him two questions and he's gone. You know, I was in the elevator all nervous that he was gonna. But when I said Rick Majerus, it was like he held the elevator. He stood off the elevator with the door open, asking me questions about how it was with Rick. You know, it's funny. I worked with Britton Johnson for a long time, and he said uh, when he was in the NBA, that was the number one thing he was asked by any coach or anyone. What was it like to play for Rick Majerus? Because there was that that fascination, and uh, you know, he knew um, 
uh, Don Nelson so well. I remember yep, that, really that well. they were they were great friends. He so. used to always say, you know, I can only tell you what Nelly's telling me. You know, Keith, you know, Popovich called Doliak. He would always <laughs> tr- drop names on the guys and try to get them. You know, you got to play harder. Um, we have starting lineups uh, that are out uh, as uh, for the Jazz. What you would expect: uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, Royce O'Neal, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, and Mike Conley. Uh, for the Spurs, no LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, Keldon Johnson, DeMar DeRozan, Jakob Pertl, Lonnie Walker, and DeJounte Murray will get the start for uh, for the Spurs. So Pertl steps into that uh, that big role. We'll see the former Ute tonight. Yeah, it, I love seeing local guys. And I, I actually, even though he, he got the better of me more than we beat him, uh, I, I actually really like Jakob and I like watching him play. Yeah, and he's turned into a nice NBA player. He's ca- carved out a role for himself, and he he'll probably be in the league for a long time and made make a bunch of bucks and soak it up uh, under Greg Popovich and and probably be a pretty good teammate going forward. You gotta love America, man. Land of the free, home of the brave. <laughs> money flying around like that. No doubt about it. Jazz Game Night pregame show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Uh, getting you ready for the Utah Jazz and the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, stay tuned. We'll uh, we'll cover that a little bit more here in a second. But, Tim, uh, something I know that's, uh, that's really affecting you uh, personally and you want to uh, talk about it just a little bit, uh, maybe enlist some, uh, some good vibes, some prayers, some support. But uh, a good friend of yours, you worked with him for a, a long, long time. I know a mentor of yours and a, and a very close friend, Dave Rose. Uh, suffered a stroke on on Thursday night and is battling a little bit. Want to give you a chance to to uh, talk about that? Yeah, you know, Coach, um, he's one of the toughest human beings I've ever met, and um, you know, he he beat uh, pancreatic cancer, got a rare form of it, thank goodness, and and he got through that, and he had a massive heart attack, and he got through that, and uh, this last week, um, you know, unfortunately, suffered a stroke and is. You know, what I would say right now is, you know, he's stable, but, you know, there's there's a lot of, of hurdles and things. And so I just, you know, I would hope that positive thoughts, prayers, um, you know, whatever you, want to, whatever you want to do, maybe even just some good vibes by helping other, somebody else out, you know, during the course of the day. But, um, you know, with, with Coach Rose in mind, I hope we, you know, I hope we can, um, you know, kind of rally and, and just be there and help uh, for whatever the Rose family may need and, and certainly offer up, you know, our, our prayers and, and thoughts at this time. Yeah, it's it's really difficult, and I, I'm glad you uh, wanted to say a few words because he's had a huge, huge impact on this entire community and, uh, you know, not only winning a lot of basketball games down at BYU but managing to, to mean a lot to a lot of people uh, in the process. And, um, you, you know, we were talking about a little bit off the air, but the outpouring of support uh, yesterday that I, you know, saw online and I know you got personally was, is pretty, imp- it was pretty, pretty incredible and, and actually in- inspiring in a lot of ways. So, uh, you know, to see, you know, all those uh, former players and former coaches and, and people in the community that he made a connection with be able to, to voice that support was, was pretty neat. It was. It reminds me of I was a young, uh, young coach, I guess, my early at BYU. And it was right. Uh, I was actually the operations guy and coach got cancer. And so that first that summer, spring and summer, I had to go out and recruit for him because he couldn't travel. And I went out to Peach Jam, which is one of the biggest tournaments in the country. And I was sitting, you know, courtside and Roy Williams walked in just as they were about ready to tip. And there was a seat right next to me. And Roy made a beeline uh, and sat down next to me and and 
it was funny because he acted as though he knew me, but he had seen my, you know, my shirt. Mm. And he's so close with Coach and loves Coach so much that he spent basically the whole game just getting updates and making sure to send a message. And, and that's what yesterday was like. Um, I'm telling you the who's who of college basketball, whether it be um, coaches, referees, um, you know, conference uh, leadership from across the country, but just calls literally the minute the news broke to, you know, Mark Few called me last night on his way home from their game. So just ran the gamut, but really good people out there. And I think we can all rally support and help coach. And I, you know, and I hope we can do that. One of my favorite fun facts about Dave Rose always uh, is he was the point guard for Phi Slam Pajama. I always thought that was so cool. <laughs> he, he always tells a story that he and Clyde, I think had 42 dunks their senior year. I think Clyde had 41 and coach had one or something like that <laughs> the numbers aren't right but it was something like that that's how he'd always say yeah Clyde and I had this many dunks oh, that's so funny what a, what a great man and uh, we wish him the best and absolutely if uh, there's prayers good vibes out there um, you know please send them to the Rose family so. thanks Jake that's that's awesome all right, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the game and talk about the Jazz coming in. Um, you know, we've gone this long in the pregame. I think it may be a record, and we have not had a conversation about Donovan Mitchell. And I thought his game against uh, the Clippers was really important to him. And we got into this a little bit on the on the postgame show, and I thought it was a good conversation. The the game before against the Suns, he had been very vocal about how he was not playing well. He used a, a word, a bad word that Alex had to dump. Um, and and his reaction to that against Clippers was not go out and take 30 shots. It was more about, and particularly in the first half, go out and make some plays for, for others, get others going and get others involved. He, he only took 14 shots in that game. He was 6 of 14. He was 3 of 10 from 3. He had 15 points, 5 assists, and 4 rebounds. But I thought had a much bigger impact than his numbers would, would uh, say. I totally do, too. And I think that his, you know, his demeanor after that game the other night when he struggled and and got frustrated and said I played like crap was to come out like you say and, and really force the issue and try to make as many shots as possible. Uh, but I thought he handled it really mature. And and I'm telling you, as you watch this team, I I do believe Donovan kind of is the linchpin in order to uh, to really kind of break pressure with penetration. Um, I I think he and Mike are the two guys that can really do it. But Donovan's the guy that can do it without a ball screen. I, I think you can play in isolation with Donovan. Um, and he can, you know, uh, there's some really good defenders that are going to guard him because he's going to see the best defender on the other team. But I still believe as an elite player, he can have get an advantage that then creates opportunities to play off of the advantage and end up with a catch-and-shoot three as opposed to dribble into threes coming off a ball screen. Um, and so I think it was a learning, like this has all been much of a learning experience for Donovan because now – Again, he's he's the guy getting paid, and he's the guy the expectations are on. And I so I, I loved how mature he handled it. Um, and like you said, he went from taking 23 shots down to 14. So to cut nine shots out of your game, and we talked about it with Devin Booker, but I think De- Devin Booker's making a big stride right now from being a quote-unquote scorer to moving into the category of a, an elite player. And there are differences, and... Um, it's knowing when to when it's your time, and Donovan's still going to be the guy to close games out in the fourth quarter. Um, but I just think there's opportunities where he, if he has the mindset and creates for others early, I think that's a good good thing for the Jazz. It's huge, and and you know when Donovan talks about it, 
you get the impression that that he's really embracing that role as the top dog. That's what he wants. Uh, and not, I know Donovan and Gordon Hayward always get compared for obvious reasons, but I never came. You know, I covered Gordon Hayward for a long, long time, and I never got that impression from him. I you got the impression that he really wanted to make the All Star team, but not necessarily that he wanted to be the you know, alpha on a on a playoff NBA team. Donovan seems much more willing to embrace that role and everything that comes with it. Yeah, he, he's he, and like we talked about, like he t- he calls it like it is. There isn't a lot of fluff with him. Uh, at least what we all pers- were able to see, and we see, you know, a whole lot of you know the way he re- he acts on social media, um, which is awesome. Uh, the way he talks, you know, out on the court, the way he communicates. And and then in the post games when he's interviewed, we hear the truth. I, I mean, I think he basically f- he lays it out there. So, um, yeah, he's a he's he's going to be obviously a huge part of this thing for a long time. But these are formative years, and these lessons, you know, you just they don't just drop into your lap. You have to earn them and learn them. We'll get to Tim's keys to the game coming up right around the corner. Jazz game night pregame show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night pregame show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe, getting you ready for the Jazz and the Spurs tonight. Tip-off coming your way a little after 5 o'clock. Of course, uh, David Locke and Ron Boone will have all the action for you. Tim and I will be back at the half and as soon as the game goes final. But let's get a couple of uh, keys to the game tonight from you, Tim. If things are uh, going well for the Jazz out there, what's going on? Continued uh, defense, continued emphasis on good defense. Uh, Derosion's a real issue. San Antonio really does... Um, move the ball well. This is a team right now that has seven guys on their team with more, with two assists or more, uh, with DeRozan leading the, the, the group with eight assists per game. So you know this team's going to try to beat you off the bounce and then assist the ball. They're shooting a pretty high percentage right now from three. Uh, so defensively on the road, let's make that the number one priority. Keep, uh, I guess, guard your yard. Let's Let's go to that. Guard your yard. And, uh, and and hold San Antonio down. Don't let them make these big runs. Um, secondly, I think ball movement for the Jazz. Again, this is the, I'm going to harp on it, but I think it is, as I study this and watch it, I think that number, if you can watch that assist number grow, as that number grows, so does the probability the Jazz are going to win the game because uh, I think that's key to them. Yeah, well, no, uh, no more was that evident than comparing the Suns game to the Clipper game. I yeah. mean, it was a huge difference. And it's it just is... It's either jazz basketball or it's not. In the Suns game, it did not look like the Jazz. You know, we didn't have to like throw arms up in the air and say, "Oh, there's all that." But it just did not look like the Jazz. Clippers game, the ball really moved. Um, Bojan's still not shooting the ball great, so we still have that weapon sitting there to kind of get going. But move the ball. So ball movement and defense, I think that's the key to a victory. If you're just jumping in, Derek Favors and Royce O'Neal will both be available for the Utah Jazz tonight. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, however, uh, will be out for the San Antonio Spurs, certainly an impact player. All right, coming up right around the corner, we'll throw things uh, to Locke and Boone. They'll have the Quinn Snyder Coaches Show for you, uh, followed by, of course, the shoot-around report from Booner. Always a unique insight right there before tip-off, never to be missed, of course. Uh, Tim and I, I shared the elevator with Booner today. Hey, how yeah, about good. that? He dropped by our studio after last He's game. He's like, what's up, Jake? Yeah, no, <laughs> no, he didn't say <laughs> that. No, he didn't. All right, coming up next, Jazz basketball. Jazz take on the Spurs right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Donovan, right?
Horizon Fire 3. Utah. Oh, oh Donovan Mitchell. Jazz. Rudy packed it right back down. Basketball. Up three. Got it. Oh, that was filthy, bogey. This is Utah Jazz Basketball on the Jazz Radio Network. He bounces inside to favorite. No look past Conley. Kicks to the corner to Ingles. Contested three. God! Utah Jazz Basketball is brought to you in part by Larry H. Miller Lexus in Murray and Lexus of Linden by Zion's Bank. For a noteworthy approach to banking, Zion's Bank is for you. And by your Utah Toyota dealers. Now, getting you ready for another edition of Utah Jazz Basketball. Here's the voice of the Utah Jazz, David Locke, with the legend Ron Boone on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Hello. How are you? Welcome to NBA Basketball 2021 style with the Utah Jazz on the road in San Antonio on the first of a seven-game road trip. Rob Boone and I here at Vivint Arena. Excited to bring you the broadcast of the Jazz and the Spurs in San Antonio right now. The Jazz are out on the floor doing their warm-up, shooting their shots, getting ready for this one in their gray jerseys. We'll be wearing navy blue tonight. Rob Boone, Mike Conley has been absolutely marvelous for the Utah Jazz so far and me this is probably what we all dreamed of at this uh, at the beginning of the year last year probably realistic it was going to take some time before he understood exactly how to be successful here. you knew he was a great player you, you knew he could score uh, he just had to figure out his role and and uh, the things that he needs to do uh, with this team to, to make an impact and, and what i mean by that is that you know forever how many minutes you're out there on the floor i mean you got to Make your presence known. You, you, you're helping your basketball team, but offensively, he's just been off the charts. He and Rudy Gobert are particularly off the charts. Their pick and roll right now is averaging 1.3 points per game, or per pick and roll. I mean, that's probably as good as anyone in the NBA right now. That is off the charts. What is the are they learning about each other? I, I, two things here, David. I, I really think that, that Conley, well, let's go with Rudy first. First of all, because Rudy... Uh, has made it known that one of the things that he wants to concentrate on more this year is setting that good pick and, and letting people like Conley and Donovan and, 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 and Clarkson use him uh, to the point where they can get their offense moving. Conley is really using him very, very well. And, and what I really like about what he's doing right now, his pace is, is different than Donovan's and everybody else. But he, he's using that rescreen to the point where he gets what he wants out of and and, the, and and complimenting Rudy, he's showing patience because that first screen that he sets for for, uh, for Conley, yeah, last year he probably would have released and you know looking for the pick and roll. This year he's showing some patience. He's staying there and letting Conley use use him as much as possible. We'll talk to Quinn Snyder about that relationship in here in just a minute. Spurs have lost three in a row, but they played the Lakers in their last two, so that's a little misleading. But the big story was Becky Hammond coaching one of those games after yep. Pop got ejected. Rod, you've been in this league for a long, long time. What's your reaction to this? I, I think it's 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 historic, obviously. Uh, and I'm excited to see what the first full-time women's coach is going, what it's going to be like. You know, what, when I heard this the, the other night, my thought was, you know, how much respect does she have from the players? Um, Sometimes you need a coach that voice carries, you know what I mean? Uh, so it's recognizable when your back is turned or something like that. 
I just, you know, those type of things come into your mind of, of how effective a, a coach like that can be. Uh, women know the game. I mean, it, it's, I don't think there's any doubt about that. So it's, this is going to be interesting to see how, how it works out. You are not saying this. I want to be clear, but I'll just share this. I always laugh at the person who says, well, I don't know if they'll respect a woman. Yeah. I've been winning this league for 25 years. Yeah. I've watched less than half the coaches in this league get <laughs> no, respected, so don't give me that garbage. Right. <laughs> right. Jazz and the Spurs coming up. That's what's on tap. Brought to you by Miller. They invented light beer. Quinn Snyder Coaches Show is next on the Jazz Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go downstairs and inside the coach's office. You know, my mind is on our team. Right before tip-off, here's David Locke with head coach Quinn Snyder. It's the Quinn Snyder Coaches Show. Time now for the Coach's Show with head coach Quinn Snyder, brought to you by Fanatics. And, Coach, let's start with Mike Conley and his performance to start this season. What are you seeing from Mike right now? Well, I, th- I think it's things we've seen before. Um, just doing them a little more aggressively. So he's, he's, he's been, been more aggressive, frankly. And uh, I think he's, he's not passing up shots. You know, when he has open looks, he's he's taking them, um, and that's opening up the lane for him. And I, I think the decisions he's making in the lane have, have been really good. And, and in some ways, you know, his approach on the defensive end, I, I think, is, is helping him too. He's just he's been really solid defensively. He's been more aggressive. And, you know, I think it's carrying over to every aspect of his game. He made a really interesting comment after the game the other night about how you stuck with him which I thought was interesting, one, on your relationship, which is obviously new, you know, still young, and also just his self-awareness of that he didn't feel as though he was playing up to expectation prior. What's your thought about him saying that you stuck with him? Well, I, I think, you know, he stuck with me too. We all, that's, that's what we do. You know, we stick together. And, you know, you, you, we've talked about it before, but the amount of change that, took place in his life, um, you know, being in Memphis um, for his entire adult life after one year at Ohio State and the different combinations that he played with. I think he played for seven different coaches while in Memphis, um, moving to a new city, playing with, you know, Boyan and Donovan, other guys that are, you know, capable scorers, Joe, who's a capable ball handler, playmaker. So part of it was, you know, him getting comfortable um not not deferring in anything and it's hard to do that when you know you're a little banged up to start the season and then the season stops and so I, I just think this is the natural progression of of who he is and you know I'll stick by him through whatever there was a play I don't think it was against the Clippers I think it was a previous game where he starts a pick and roll and he actually stopped and waited for Rudy to roll faked a pass to Rudy then I think actually proceeded and then gave it up to Rudy I thought that in a capsule might have shown those two connecting a little bit more well that play is emblematic of of what we were talking about because he never had a roller like rudy that, that he needed to wait for you know when he was in the lane it may be thrown to a pick and pop big or a half roll but having a big that attacks the rim like that um and then the ball fake you mentioned sounds like a little thing but that's also a function of Rudy rolling and a, you know, a defender being way back. When he was in Memphis, if that defender was that far back, he'd throw it back to Mark, and Mark would take a three or they'd keep playing. So um, you know, the fact that he made that little ball fake, that we've seen Joe do that, and in a lot of ways that's something 
you know, when you're attacking a big and pick and roll and he's back at the rim that you use to get that big leaning and make the decision whether to pass or shoot that much more clear. What is road basketball in this environment and how is it different? Well, I think there's so much, the preparation is so much different. You know, you're just not able to get in the gym. Um, if you want to get in there, it's usually at the expense of, of rest, um, which is something that particularly given the fact that we're playing so many games in a short period of time, you, you put a premium on rest. So your preparation changes. Um, and then obviously in the arena itself, it's different not having not having fans. You know, you, you the introduction, there, there are certain things that happen that remind you are on the road. Um, but more than anything, you know, you're, you're, you're living out of a hotel room, you're testing that, there's a rigor to the preparation, um, you know, that, that you have to get used to and have to accept and, and understand that it's part of it. Coach, thank you very much. Best of luck tonight in San Antonio. Thanks a lot. That is Quinn Snyder, and that is the Coach's Show brought to you by fanaticsauthentic.com slash Utah Jazz GU. For authentic Utah Jazz player gear, including jerseys, shorts, warm-ups, and more, visit fanaticsauthentic.com slash Utah Jazz. Time now for our starting lineups. The Utah Jazz come into this one at 3-2 and two under the head direction of head coach Quinn Snyder. They're currently 12th offensively and 14th defensively. They are the, stunningly, they are the 19th best three-point shooting team in league right now after being number one a year ago. Here are the starters. And now, the Zions Bank starting lineup for your Utah Jazz at point guard. Feet set. Ball wet splash for Mike Conley. At shooting guard. Fakes the pass, penetrates, rises, right hand cock and hammer. Donovan Mitchell. At small forward. Bogdanovich straight down the barrel three. Swish and a huge fist pump the other way by Boyan Bogdanovich. At power forward. Neal takes a hard right hand drive to the rack. Off balance, puts it in and flexes. And at center. Top catch, goes up in traffic and hammers. Ball, Rudy, go bear, wee wee. Zion's Bank. Mike Conley is your Jazz League scorer so far at 21 points a game. Donovan Mitchell at 20. Rudy Gobert averaging 16 points and 13 rebounds. The San Antonio Spurs coming in at 2 and 3, having lost three in a row, but back to back games against the Lakers will lead to that. Greg Popovich still under the control, and here are his starters. The San Antonio Spurs. It's DeRozan. Screened by Murray. Driving. DeMar into the paint. Euro steps his way inside, spins in a layup off the glass. Murray starts to break the other way. Deep right corner three, Patty Mills. Good day, Mike. Here's DeRozan on the right side. Screened by Pirtle to the elbow right. Back inside to Jakob. Underneath, he lays it up and in. Reverse layup good for Pirtle. Pass out to the right wing, Murray. He'll drive it inside off the glass. Shot is around the rim and good. Little Seattle raindrop there for DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray having a fabulous fabulous year. 17 points, 8 rebounds, and 8 assists, a ga- or 6 assists a game. Still DeMar DeRozan's team, 22 points and 8 assists per game. Patty Mills will come off the bench. He's shooting 57% from 3. This team currently is the 18th-ranked offense and the 13th-ranked defense. Shootaround reports next with Ron Boone. Those are your Zions Bank starters on the channel. For 50 years, he's been in the game. With that knowledge and expertise, he gives you the inside story. With your exclusive shoot-around report, it's Ron Boone. 
Shoot Around Report, the must-listen-to end this broadcast every night, whether you're going to listen to the radio or TV. Make sure you always get Ron Boone. Shoot Around Report, what do we got today, Ron? Well, it, it was going to be uh, the Rosen and Aldridge, and since Aldridge is not playing, obviously the Rosen is going to be the, the vocal point. And, and, you know, the things that you have to do to him or what they would like to do to him is really make him uncomfortable out there on the floor. That means just don't give him any breathing room, stay up close, make him beat you, make him play, do things that he's not accustomed to doing, which is awfully difficult to do. He's a mid-range shooter at 47% this year, uh, and they they want to blitz small to small. When there's, that's important, but the, equally as important is the pickup point for them, yeah, because he's shooting 53% from the three-point line this year, seven for 13, and that's getting about three three-point three shot attempts a ball game. So a little different player. They just want to make it very uncomfortable for him. DeMar DeRozan shooting that many threes doesn't sound like that big a deal. It is. We'll explain a little bit later. Jazz and the Spurs. One note on the Spurs. They're number two in the NBA in drives. So they're going at the rim and kicking out to their fabulous three-point shooters. Jazz and the Spurs next on the Jazz Radio Network. Since Mike Conley has arrived in Utah, we've wanted to call him Mountain Mike. Conley goes down to the right side, comes off the left hand, off the bear, steps behind the pick, fires the three and hits. Oh, that is magic. Well, against the LA Clippers, he was mountainous. Fires again, Boom. hits again. Oh, Mike Conley's levitating as he returns to the defensive end. He was majestic. Back to Mike, open again, fires and hits. He was magnificent. Donovan bounces it back to the corner. It's Mike Conley, right corner, three. It's perfect. He was marvelous. Conley takes the three, got it left side. And he was mind-blowing. Mike Conley splits the double team, gets in late, bounces to Rudy, packed it on Zubaka. Mike Conley found the smallest of margins. Now the Jazz will start on a seven-game, 14-day road trip against DeMar DeRozan and the San Antonio Spurs. From the Alamo City, it's the Jazz and the Spurs. Tip-off is now. The thing that I think I'm going to look at tonight is to see if the Jazz can keep the San Antonio Spurs out of the paint. They're fourth in the league and assist at 27 a game. The way they're getting it is the dribble drive and the kick. All right, we'll see. Here's Mike Conley opening possession. Navy blue uniforms to the Jazz with a white Jazz note on the front. Conley bounces it off to O'Neal on the right elbow. Bogdanovich tight curl to the basket. Layup good. And Quinn Snyder trying to get certain plays early in games for his players, specifically in that case, Boyan Bogdanovich, who came in having hit just 5 of 16 at the rim. Don't you miss not knowing what's going to happen on that first Yeah, play. but it's sometimes fun now to see it because you know that it's intentional as DeMar DeRozan hits the free throw line jumper. You hear what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we learn here the same way we do in practice what's important to Boyan. The only thing is we won't know when it gets blown up. Donovan in the lane, bounces to Rudy, big steps to the rack over Pirtle, misses the one-footer. Jakob Pirtle, the former Ute, rebounds. And here come the young Spurs. Lonnie Walker is one of them. He's on the right side, pick and roll with Pirtle, goes into, puts a shoulder into Gobert and misses at the rim. Rebound to Royce O'Neal, up to Conley, pat up the near side with a pass. Off an early drag from Gobert, works inside, snakes back to his left, comes around with the dribble, flares it out to O'Neal. Top to Donovan, just pass to Conley. Back to Donovan straight away. Catch and shoot three for Don is perfect. 
He has been just fabulous on the catch and shoot so far this year. If the Jazz move the ball like that, we're going to see a ton of ball movement between the two teams here tonight. Spurs are kind of in transition. They've got three or four really special young kids. And then the veterans, DeRozan and Aldridge. Aldridge won't play tonight. Walker misses the jumper. Fast break, Bogdanovich in the corner, drives with the left hand with drop steps to the middle and draws the foul. Beautiful move. He took the left hand right through the middle of the lane and then pivoted back the other way to get back to the right hand he wanted to shoot with and he was fouled. Got to get him making buckets at the rim. Ron, I'll tell you, there's an interesting thing here about Bogdanovich today. He's wearing a brace on that right wrist, which at no point in the season last year was he willing to do. Remember, he would wear it in shoot-around and practice, but he would always take it off before the game. So I think this is a sign that that wrist is still bothering him a little bit because never with the injury last year did he ever wear it. That is such a great point because we did see that he would not wear it last season. And he actually told me that he doesn't like things on his body. If you'll notice, he's the one player that doesn't wear sleeves and doesn't wear a bunch of things. So for him to wear something is a considerable statement. 7-2, he makes the free throws. Here's DeRozan, their leading scorer. Chested out right side, working inside, fading back for a tough contested jumper is, De is DeJean Murray, and he misses his first. Johnson, Murray, Walker. Three young kids in their starting lineup. Donovan drives, leaves it behind for Rudy, and he dunks. A great push. start for the Jazz. They push. lead it 9-2. to two. Push. Push it good, Ron. Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Is that Olivia Newton-John or who is <laughs> Push that? it real good. Yeah, that <laughs> that's was right. song. <laughs> Kendall Johnson, right-hand floater up and in. He's quite a player. Five starters. The Spurs have all taken a single shot so far. 9-4. Donovan off a Gobert pick. Hesitates in the lane. Lobs it high for Rudy. Another slam dunk. Each time the Jazz get a slam dunk, that's $50 to the Utah Food Bank, courtesy of four four local Ford stores. Timeout on the floor. Jazz with an early start, 11-4. Pop doesn't like what he's seeing. He'll take the timeout. We'll come back on the Jazz Radio Network. Utah Jazz Sound Flash. The level of individual discipline on people, you know, being committed to doing their job, you're always going to have some breakdowns, but there were, there were many less. We were much better at guys just focusing, doing their job. Quinn and his staff, it's, it's a great staff. He's a really highly creative individual, really understands, you know, the nuances of the game. And he's, you know, instituted a, a system that's worked very well for the group that he has. And they've been successful with that. And I think that's going to continue into the future. Quinn Snyder and Greg Popovich in the New Skin Sound Flash. New Skin, proud sponsor of the Utah Jazz. New Skin, discover the best deal. Jazz 11, Spurs 4. DeRozan, left side. Got Gilbert on the mismatch. He works it, then kicks it back outside. He traveled, they didn't call it. Right side, Kendall Johnson. Played one year at Kentucky. Throws up a 14-foot floater, no good. And Royce O'Neal clears another rebound. For a great rotation there, Rudy giving some great help. Donovan goes down low to Rudy. He gets it stripped away, knocked out of his hands. It's loose. Rudy tries to come back with it. Goes off the head of Johnson over to Bogdanovich. Bounces out of bounds. Who's it off? No, we got a foul on the Spurs. Thought Rudy got fouled first. Donovan, no-look lob. Down low to Rudy. The Rosen might. Spurs without Aldridge will likely have to go super small with either Eubanks or Gay later in this game. It's worth watching. Rudy catches Jamar Rosen in the face. Conley 
working with Bogdanovich's two-man game. They flare Bogdanovich off a Gobert pick. He works into the paint. Cross-court pass. O'Neal has an open three bypasses, penetrates, kicks to Bogdanovich, rotates to Conley. Right side three, no good. Great ball movement by the Jazz, though. O'Neal sneaks behind to Rosen, knocks it out of bounds just about. Knocked it. Got to steal our officials tonight. John Goble, the veteran official for this group, he's in his 13th year. Diedrich Taylor is in his sixth, and Fennessey Ransom is in his second. Only called 35 games last year. Watching the ball movement, the Jazz four field goals have all been assisted. DeMar DeRozan, mid-range jumper, rattles in. Well, is he better going to his left or right, or does it matter? Oh, you want me to look up numbers, Ron Boo. Uh -huh. I got some for you, too. Lob to the corner to Donovan. Guarded by, I think it's Walker, and he blocks the shot. It is. It was Lonnie Walker. Coming the other way, Kendall Johnson attacking to the rack, scores it. Powerful move by Kendall Johnson. 220, about 6'8". Slid all the way to the 29th pick, and he has been fabulous for the Spurs so far to start the year. 11-8 Utah. Conley off a Gobert pick at the top, gets the late lob side of Rudy, third dunk of the game for Rudy Gobert, but they call it a goaltend. That ball looked like it was on the left side of the rim. He threw it over the rim to get to Rudy, and they must have ruled that Rudy went into the cylinder. Oh, no. That's a, that that has to like be it. reviewed. Boy, that was on the other side of the rim when Rudy caught it. Won't be reviewed. Quinn not using it for that. Here's Walker. Where's number one? Up top to Johnson. Crossover on Bogdanovich to the rack. Gobert comes over to alter the shot. Pirtle gets the offensive even. Yaka back up and in. Kendall Johnson has been just terrific and maybe a heck of a find by the Spurs front office. 11-10, a foul on Johnson holding Bogdanovich. The question I've got on the Spurs, Ron, do they do a wonderful job of finding talent in the draft or do they develop talent better than everyone else? Because you look at their guys tonight. Murray, 29th pick. We won't see Derek White because he's injured, 29th pick. Lonnie Walker, 18th pick. Ken Keldon Johnson, 29th pick. Yeah, from what I understand, they do use their, their G League as good as anyone in the league. That's where Quinn Snyder's got back in the pro coaching. Bogdanovich drives, turns his ankle, throws it back out to Ingles. Bogey is limping back in his red shoes. Here comes Donovan, gives to Bogey in the corner, can't get the shot off in time. Bogdanovich turned his ankle on the way up, passed out of it, is now gimping back the other way. But you know Bogey, he's not coming out. That kid, he is the toughest guy on the team. It'll be just fine. I, I think when he goes out of the ball game to sub, get substituted out, he'll probably get it retaped, tightened it up a little bit. DeRozan works the left side, guarded by O'Neal, who's dealing with a knee contusion. Pull-up jumper, no good. Joe Ingles checks in, as does Derek Favors. Ingles brings it to the front court with the Jazz 11 to 10. Here's Bogdanovich, still a bit gimpy. Gives it off to Donovan. Off the bounce, three offline. That is the shot that has eluded Donovan so far this year. Off the bounce, threes for Donovan are five of 29 now. Open, Walker, angle right, three for the Spurs, no good. And Bogdanovich rebounds for the Jazz. Right side, O'Neal. Hands to Donovan Mitchell, reach in foul on DeJounte Murray, former all-defensive team player. Watching the replay of Bogdanovich right now. And he turned it just jump stopping in the lane on a shoe. Bounce pass to Donovan, breaks the 45, attacks the rack, layup good. Donovan Mitchell, 13-10 Utah. Donovan has an early five. I like it when he 
when the, the go and catch is working for him. Murray, pull up jumper, rattles out. He's not a great shooter yet, is Murray. Rebound comes to favors. Ingles on the push, leaves behind for O'Neal. He attacks, lobs to Derek. Derek catches underneath, throws it back out to Ingles. Catch and shoot three for Joe is good. And he needed that one. He came in just two of 11 on catch and shoot threes. From that spot, three for nine so far now, four for 10. DeRozan cut off by favors, down low to Pirtle, puts the shot up short. Pirtle knocks it back out to DeRozan. He attacks and rack and lays it up and in. 16-12, Jazz pushing off the make. Spurs, Jazz lead it by four. They swing it from right to left. It ends up in the hands of Donovan. Gives to Favors. That pick and roll combo is not on yet. Donovan gets the handoff, fires the catch and shoot three, and got it. Donovan Mitchell with another three off a handoff from Derek Favors. Don't you go under. 19-12, Jazz leader. DeRozan attacking. Throws to the corner. Off the hands of the Spurs. Out of bounds. Jazz ball. Nice job there by Joe Ingles. A lot of times you're, you're, when you're on the weak side and your man you ball, you're opened up to the point where you can see your, your man in the basketball. That pass would have gotten through. Looks like Joe was expecting that pass and got his hand in the passing. Patty Mills checks in for the Spurs. He's their sixth man, as does Rudy Gay. DeJounte Murray and Keldon Johnson out. Ingles off of Favors pick. Gives to Derek. Five-footer right side comes up short. Rebound comes down to DeRozan. Rosen does a little bit of everything for his team, plays almost point guard as he drives here, and O'Neal gets into his body and fouls him. DeRozan has evolved as a player. He's still not a big-time three-point shooter or anything like that. But he's now, the Spurs have used him as a higher assist rate player than he ever was. And he's even been a big-time rebounder. He has given the Jazz some fits. Free throws good. Our LHM stat of the game, corner three shooting. Last year, the Jazz were number four in the NBA at 40%. So far this year, the Jazz in the corner, 30th in the NBA at 26%, 13 of 50. We'll see if they can change that. So that's going to be my question to you. Donovan off the bounce straightaway three, no good. That shot is just not with him right now. It's going to be about the corner three, David, so you get ready. All right. Rosen working inside on O'Neal to the basket, scores it. By the way, that's the of the game brought to you by LHM dealerships. For service, sales, and selection, LHMauto.com, driven by you. Last year, when DeRozan was guarded by Royce O'Neal, he shot 11 of 14 from the field. 79%. Tonight, he is 4 of 5. So he is now 15 of his last 19 when guarded by Royce O'Neal. Royce, right corner, 3, perfect. And there's your corner 3 finally falling for the Utah Jazz. And it's on the right side, and that has a lot to do with my question. Well, to you're going to have a question. I don't have an answer to I can feel this. Patty Mills, pull-up jumper, no good. Rebound again by O'Neal. He's got 5 in the early going. Jazz lead at 22-15. Patty Mills gets under his Australian teammate Joe Ingles, flops, tries to draw a foul, and they'll call block on Mills. So I know the announcer, when Patty Mills makes a field goal, they says they'll say something like, good play, mate. Yes, oh, the, so I think the TV guy might have stole this from the radio guy. Oh, is that what, is that I wanted to ask team? about it today, but I decided that would be a little touchy. <laughs> good shot, mate. Good play, mate. No. Yes. A little, should I be doing the same thing with Joe? No. I didn't think so. No. 
Joe misses the free throw. He didn't get that one off the Barbie. It's bad. Ron Boone, what's your right-left question, corner three? It, 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 it's why the right corner three is more popular than the left corner three. And now, with the jazz, you mean like I'm, taking? Yeah, and, and I'm using jazz as a reference here. From each corner before the ball game, both teams, I mean, they are taking the 24 threes from the left, 24 threes from the right, but they make more three-point shots from the right side. That's interesting. DeRozan works inside, now guarded by Ingles, can't get the shot off. Back out to Mitchell, excuse me. Patty Mills for three. And Devin Vassell with the assist. Vassell, the rookie from Florida State. 23-18, five-point Jazz advantage first quarter, 325 left here first quarter. Favors, top of the key, hands off to Donovan. Puts it on the deck, takes a left-hand dribble, lobs to Faves, and a foul. And it's gonna be on, not sure. I think this is gonna be on the big guy, the portal. Uh, don't know. The official yeah, word yeah, is on Rudy Gay. Yeah. Wow. Fouls on Rudy Gay. So Favors will go to the line to shoot two. Derek and Favors have not connected yet. In fact, their pick and roll is about <laughs> as ineffective as any pick and roll in the NBA through five games. So we'll see if they can develop something in this group. 24-18, Jazz by six. Now, my, my feeling on that, David, is it, that left corner three should be, for a right-handed shooter, should be easier shot than a right-handed shooter on the right corner three. Because you got yep. the backboard element there on the right side, but it's just the opposite. So is it one side, so the left side is where shooting him better from the left side? You're shooting him better from, from the right side. Oh, from the right side, right. Yeah. I don't know why that is. Are we getting more of him from the right side? No. DeRozan blows by Ingles, misses the layup. Rebound favors. Outlet to Joe. Good pickup by the Spurs. Trailings Donovan. Another catch and shoot three for Donovan short. Trey Lyles in the ball game. Grabs the rebound. Former Jazz man. Hasn't been playing much. But with Aldridge out, he'll get those minutes. Rudy Gay is kind of playing the center right now. Or Trey Lyles, depending on your point of view. DeRoz so spread floor. DeRozan working on O'Neal. Right side to Gay for three. Good. Timeout out, Quincy. Oh, my! Utah Jazz Sound Flash. You know, as a coach, I'm sure it, it wasn't easy for him last year. He could have made a lot of different decisions, you know, regarding me and whether to play me or to bench me or whatever came up at the time. And he's uh, giving me nothing but confidence. He's had my back, and I just appreciate it. And you know, I'm just going to continue to go out there and fight for the team. I think the biggest thing is just being on the floor, being comfortable. You know, it's tough coming out from being hurt and then coming back in and trying to feel where you need to be in the offense. You see how comfortable he looks, and he's looking good out there, you know, and I think he's making, like you said, the right reads at the right time and not rushing, kind of just doing his thing. And that's the Mike Conley we all know, and look forward to seeing more of it. Donovan Mitchell talking about Mike, and Mike talking about Quinn Snyder. That's brought to you by Vivint, smart security, professionally installed, jazz player sound flash there. Jazz leading it here by the score of 25-21. First of a seven-game road trip for the Jazz. Mike Conley to the front court. Comes off of Jordan Clarkson pick. Flares it back out left side to Ingles. Clarkson coming around to Gobert. Stagger for a low pick and roll. Lobs to Rudy. Misses the dunk. Got it bothered by Vassell, the rookie out of Florida State. Here's DeRozan. Big start, nine points, three rebounds, and an assist. DeRozan working on Ingles, trying not to foul him as Ingles kick out to Gay. Big step through the lane, Rudy blocked the shot. Outlets to Clarkson. 
Clarkson works to the middle of the floor, finds Royce on the left side, cross court to Conley, open three for the left-hander is good. Maybe that's the answer, Ron, is that Mike Conley's shooting the corner threes and they're going in, he's left-handed, and so the right-left doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I got a... That was not a corner three, by the way. Well, that right side, right where he knocked down the shot, the Jazz have taken 20 more of those in the left side. DeRozan. Well, that's Ingles and Conley, maybe. Kicks it up to Lyles. Great defense by Gobert on DeRozan. DeRozan's isolated on Gobert, and he travels. Rudy Gobert, isolation defense last year, number one in the NBA. And you see it there. There's just nowhere for you to go. In the play before, he had Rudy Gay one-on-one and blocked the shot. Jazz leading it here by the score of 28-21. 137 left in the first quarter. For the finest in financial services, visit AmericaFirst.com. Utah's number one credit union. 28-21, Conley working on Patty Mills, drives into his body, and they call an offensive foul on Conley. 28-21, Utah. Rudy Gobert against bench minutes and bench minutes. This is a new concept for Rudy playing in these three sets. The Jazz have been dominant so far this year. In these minutes when he's playing at second tier guys, let's see if the Jazz can do it. Rudy Gay, a 15 year veteran, hard to call him a second tier guy. Patty Mills, straightaway three, no good. Gobert rebounds. Joe prances to the front court with 115 left and the Jazz up by seven. Walks himself right into a three and buries it. Jazz by 10, 31-21, and they're 6 of 10 from 3. Joe Ingles has got two of them. Trey Lyles for the Spurs, hands off to Patty Mills, guarded by Conley, drives the lane, sees Gobert. Kicks to the corner to Rudy Gay, no good, rebound Rudy. Long outlet to Clarkson with his bright pink shoelaces in his hometown. He works behind his back off a Gobert pick, tries to lob it to Gobert, stolen by Rudy Gay. Gay takes his old legs, brings him to the front court, and hands it to Vassell for the dunk. Rudy, at one point in his life out of the University of Connecticut, was the most athletic player in the league. That is not the case. Achilles tended injury later. High pick and roll for Conley. Working with Gobert. They've been magic so far this year. Conley, floater, good. 1.3 points per pick and roll so far this year for those two. That is astronomically high number. Jazz by 10. Patty Mills wearing a white headband. 10th all-time on the Spurs games playlist. Comes off a Rudy Gay pick. Retreats back out for a high arcing three over Gobert. No good. Rebound George Niang. 12 seconds left in the quarter with a 10-point lead. Mike Conley, high right-hand dribble. Looks at the scene. Switches to his left. Hesitates. Now rises. Fires. Misses. And the quarter comes to an end with the Jazz leading it. 33-23. A great first quarter for the Utah Jazz tonight. And they've got a 10-point advantage in San Antonio on the Jazz Radio Network. Nearly perfect first quarter for the Utah Jazz. They lead at 33-23, nine assists in the quarter. Uh, analyst Tim Lacombe was talking about how assists would be the key number for the Jazz, which he's generally right on wrong because it means ball movement and all those things. But I would point out you only get an assist if the shot goes in. So generally, if you have a lot of assists, it means you have a lot of shots. If you make a lot of shots, you usually win. So it's a pretty safe way to give it out. Oh, Timmy, I'm just giving you a hard time. Joined now by Jazz assistant coach Mike Wells, who'll be with us for the entire road trip. Nice to have him with us. Mike, got to be pleased with what you saw in the first quarter for the guys. Yeah, but I like that little debate about assists right there, Locke. That was great. <laughs> you missed me. That proved it right there. Because if you found that humorous, you're not tired of me yet. <laughs> I haven't been out of the house in a while. Yeah, right. That's what it takes for me to get people amused. 
Patty Mills working left side, kick out to Gay. Rudy Gobert closes and Gay misses. Man, Rudy Gobert is just awesome. Can I just say it every night? Ingles, pick and roll with Gobert. They've been really good together this year. Ingles steps behind it for a three, missed it. Rebound comes down to Vassell. Looks like they want to go underneath screens. I mean, that's Conley. Vassell misses a floater. Rebound comes down to Clarkson. Clarkson, Clarkson was a track athlete in San Antonio until the track was too hot. And then he became a basketball player, and he just blew by Patty Mills here on the 100-yard dash and laid it up and in, actually, the 90-foot dash. Do you try to run track in Texas in the summer? Uh -huh. Jordan Clarkson decided air-conditioned <laughs> gyms were way better. Patty Mills gives it outside to Lyles. Lyles puts it on the deck. Started a good deal last year for the Spurs. Hasn't been playing much this year. Gives to Johnson. He shoves off on Conley. Drives. Sees Gobert. Floats it up. No good. Rebound. Jousted for tip. Alex Jensen with the left hand grab on the bench and then calmly bounces it to Dedrick Taylor. Oh, that Beaumont star right there still has the dexterity of someone sitting in a chair with a clipboard in his right hand, catching it with his left. Did you call out the right school? Yeah. Did he go to Beaumont? I think so. I think he was a bountiful. Wasn't he a bountiful Maybe he was brave? A Maybe his parents teach him Beaumont. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm so old, I covered him when he was in college. Bogdanovich breaks the 45, puts it off the window. No, rebound Rudy Gay. 35-23. Jeff, definitely are attacking, though, David, getting the three-point shots out of it. Patty Mills, right elbow, rise and fire. Mid-ranger is good. Roll call for you. It's Conley with Clarkson, Bogdanovich... Niang and Gobert, Rudy playing second team minutes here and having great success so far this year. Clarkson, catch and shoot angle, left, perfect. Jazz by 13. So, Mike, what jumped out from you, what you've seen so far? Well, I, I, I will say I'll, I'll piggyback on what Boone said, and that's uh, San Antonio is trying to pick, our, our, uh, pick the ball up low. Uh, they're going under the screen to protect the paint. Looks like they want to keep us out of the paint to keep the blender from starting. And uh, Rudy and the ball handler have just been connected at such a, a level that uh, Rudy's lowering that screen and giving us that wide-open look behind. Conley drives, pass back to Gobert, stolen by Mills, and then a whistle and a foul. Might be on Rudy. 38-27, Rudy Gage just hit a mid-range jumper for the Spurs. Spurs are not quite believing on the offensive end in the analytics era. They're 26 in the league in three attempts, but don't let Pop fool you. They're last in the league in three attempts allowed, so it can't go both ways that you seemingly don't believe it one way, but build your defense around it the other way, so Pop doesn't have us fooled. Well, I can see why they're averaging 27 assists a game, because I think they're moving the ball a lot more than when Tim Duncan was here when they Catch him on the post. Murray, University of Washington product, drives, puts up the floater, misses. Rebound, Gobert. Outlet to Clarkson. Cross the half line with four past the shot clock. Working on Walker left side. Hesitates, drives, baseline. Floats it back out to Bogdanovich. Penetrates, spins, goes to his left hand and yes. finishes. Boyan Bogdanovich with a spin cycle at the rim. 40-27, Jazz by 13. He's got to get that percentage up at the rim. He's, he's getting there. He's just not finishing. Turnover by the Spurs. Clarkson on the push, working on Walker. <laughs> it just drove him all the way under the basket. I'm Stopped. Sorry. Walker flew by. He reversed it up and in. I'm sorry and laid to laugh in. in there, but you can sit. And Pop jumps up off the bench and says, give me a timeout. Timeout, 42-27. Coach Wells, let's hope things are as good when we talk to you in the fourth quarter. 
Okay, thanks, thanks guys. Buddy. Appreciate it. That's Coach Mike Wells with us. 42-27. Jazz have the advantage on the Jazz Radio Network. The year was 1989, and John Stockton dished out 24 assists in a 104-102 loss of the Houston Rockets. Stockton's former teammate, Mark Eaton, remembers playing with the Hall of Fame point guard. The most remarkable thing to playing with John was his attitude towards the game every day. He didn't always do a lot of talking on the court, but his demeanor, his attitude, uh, his mental preparation to the game, uh, I think, inspired others. Stockton would lead the NBA in assists that year, averaging 14.5 assists a game, and would, of course, finish his career as the NBA's all-time assist leader. Brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. They want you to love your car buying experience. That's why I developed Promise Price. Promise Price is an upfront, no-hassle price for every car in the lot. Come experience our commitment to Promise Price in either location or start your purchase online at markmillersubaru.com. We know you'll love the experience. Spurs with the ball. DeJounte Murray angle right fires a three short. And Rudy Gobert's got his sixth rebound of the game. Jazz lead it in San Antonio, 42-27. Ron home road this year. Jazz starting the seven-game road trip as a high pick and roll by Conley off Gobert. Waits in the lane for stops to the dotted line. Scores. There it is. Again, Conley to Gobert perfect. pick and roll. I mean, just the patience that Rudy's showing there is, is unbelievable. We didn't see that last year at all. No, last year we kept talking about how Mike was too far ahead of Rudy to have an impact as Kendall Johnson puts it up on the reverse side of the rim and puts it up and in. So Ron rode home as Conley drives by Vassell. Kicks to Bogdanovich. Right corner three. Good! And the corner three falling for the Jazz. They lead at 47-29. Jazz, 8 of 14 from three so far. What side of the floor was that on? Right side. That's what I thought. Murray chests it out to Walker. These are their young kids. Walker attacking. No good. Rebound tipped around between Niang and Gobert. Help to Clarkson. Push ahead to Bogdanovich. Quick release three. Pow! Utah by 21. 50 to 29. 7.32 left here in the second. And Boyan Bogdanovich has got 12 points. All he needed was another injury. Maybe that's it's it. It's like he had one good game after the wrist, and now he sprained an ankle. Kendall Johnson jabs right, goes left, that back, Donovich, in, and Bogdanovich in the lane. No good. Gets his own rebound with a heck of an athletic play. Kick back out for a three. It's Walker, and he hits. Lonnie Walker used to have this flamboyant hair that curled over the top of his head. He actually looked like he hit it on his jump shot. He shaved it. In June of last year, the story behind it actually quite something because Conley drives, misses the floater. Rebound Pirtle. Push ahead to DeJounte Murray. Back through the lane to Kendall Johnson. Layup good. Outrunning the Jazz. So Walker had been a victim of abuse as a child from some of his family members consistently and had really, as in mind, built the hair as his shield and to distract people. And he came out and as a lob to Gobert from Conley is, leads to a foul by Pirtle. And Walker shaved his hair in June of last year and during the bubble and said it was really a statement that he was no longer hiding behind the abuse and that he was coming out. Really emotional, uh, interesting story. Feel free to Google it. Um, but good to see him. He's playing great this year. Lonnie Walker uh, for the Spurs has really started with a, with a fabulous year for them. That's an interesting story. I mean, it's just... Everyone's got their own story, right? You never know what it is. Especially like from the, the mental illness and you know, that's come to the forefront now in the NBA. You find people not afraid, or players not afraid to talk about those type of things. Lonnie Walker actually credited DeMar DeRozan a little bit because DeMar DeRozan and Kevin Love have been the two leaders of the players who really come out and talk about you know, mental health issues. I, mean, I think fans would be surprised 
as Gobert misses both free throws, how many of their players they've rooted for over their years have actually been struck by these issues that they were fighting, right? Like, you know, you just don't realize it. But DeMar DeRozan and Kevin Love have been very much on the forefront of talking about it, being open about it. Here's DeRozan left side having a fabulous season for the Spurs. Gets in the lane, bounces it out to Murray. Murray jump stops in the lane, bounces down to Pirtle. Three on the shot clock, Pirtle double dribbles. They don't call it, he hooks it up and in. He dribbled the ball twice to collect it, then collect himself and then dribble twice, right? That's and a steal up top. Kendall Johnson gonna go to the rim and do some damage. Quinn wants a timeout. The Jazz may have taken a little sigh of relief when they were up by 21. It's now down to 12. 50 to 38 is the score. The Jazz 25 to eight run has come to a close as the Spurs go on one of their own. Timeout of the floor on the Jazz Radio Network. Pass to Tatum, knocked away, stolen by Ingles. Ahead to Niang, has Williams back. Euro steps to the rack and scores it. Oh, he had a clutch on that minivan right there and shifted from second to third. For today's player profile, we will get to know Massachusetts native George Niang, who may have the best nickname for a basketball player in Utah, the minivan. Let's listen in as he explains the origins of this classic nickname. You know, it's funny. Uh, the story behind that is just I was put in the game last year and um, I had a chance to go up and dunk it and I didn't. My teammates were, were giving me a hard time when I went back to the locker room. And I told them and I was like, listen, I'm not, you know, like a Ferrari engine like the rest of you. I'm more like a minivan. It takes me a couple laps around the block to get going. George Dang, good character. Thanks to John Keeper for a player profile. Boyan Bogdanovich misses. Spurs are on a 9-0 run right now. Jazz lead it by 12. Pirtle lays it up and in, making an 11-point run. Jazz led by 21. Spurs have answered on an 11-0 run. Turn it over. Donovan turns it over. DeRozan on the run. Two-on-one break. Leaving behind is Walker that made a three-on-one break. He intercepted the pass to Murray, but he gets fouled on the way and will go to the free throw line. That player profile brought to you by Safe Flight Auto Glass is proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program at the end of the regular season. Safe Flight will donate $5 for every rebound secured by the team's leading rebounder. So Lonnie Walker to the line. He played a single year at Miami, Florida. Well, he looks totally different. Free throws good. Well, the, I mean, we were talking about the hair earlier in the story. I mean, it used to loop over the front. Great athlete and developing as a basketball player. Made them both. Big start, 13 points, three rebounds, two assists for Walker so far this year. Average just six points a game in 61 games last year. Eight-point game now. Clarkson straight down the barrel, three, good. On a catch and shoot from Donovan Mitchell, the Jazz free Clarkson is four of four tonight with 10 points, and the Jazz have 14 assists already on 10 of 16 from three. Right-hand drive to the basket is Murray, and Donovan reaches in. The number that jumps out to me, Ron, and again, it kind of falls in, sorry to interrupt you, is how many of our threes are assisted? To me, that tells me, you know, are we getting catch and shoots? Are we moving it? This is... We're the best catch and shoot team league tonight. Nine of our ten threes have been assisted. Well, and that's the reason you have such good numbers in if if if, if that's the case. But defensively for the San Antonio Sorry, they're switching with Donovan, and it looks like everyone else they might be going underneath screen. Interesting. Donovan's kind of had a mixed bag against the Spurs. Some monster nights. Remember that game and Young is is. I think it was his first year when he hit the shots in San Antonio. He's also had some bad shooting nights against the Spurs. 
42, Jazz by 11, five to play here in this first half. Donovan working the right side, guarded by Walker, chest to Clarkson, same play, catch and shoot, not the same result. Rebound comes out to Murray. Heat check for Jordan. Murray, long, six foot six point guard, top to Walker, left side to Rosen, he's the vet. Along with the young kids, DeRozan working on Fertile on a roll, lays it up, plus a foul. Well, they're working the Jazz with that pick and roll like the Jazz was working with Rudy. Dorian picks up his first foul. It's interesting, I, maybe a sign of what's to come, Jazz, Ron, the Jazz are having a huge offensive night. Spurs defense has been very good, actually, in four of their five games this year. The, the game against the Lakers, their first matchup, the Lakers really ran by them, a tremendous amount of fast break, and, and then the second time they played a much better. Um, their offense has been the problem for them, not their defense in the opening games. High pick and roll. Donovan off the bounce three with favors. Good. That's important for Donovan. We've mentioned a lot. The off the bounce three has been a problem to start the year. Came in five of 28 on that shot. Driving. DeRozan shoving off on O'Neal, hits the shot. DeMar DeRozan is five of seven tonight. 56-47. Four minutes to play, second quarter. Between the circles is Favors. Fakes the handoff to Bogdanovich. He now gets it back. Throws up a three from deep, it's short. Rebound, Pirtle. Jazz have taken 19 of 35 shots as threes. The Spurs have allowed the fewest coming in. Walker, left-hand drive. At Clarkson, puts the right shoulder into his chest, misses the shot. Jordan rebounds and sprints to the front court. Jordan on the run, Pirtle guarding. This could get ugly. Step back three instead of attacking, and he almost airballed it. Long rebound, comes up to Donovan. He'll attack, left-hand drive to the window. Fouled and finishes. What a move. I was looking for the pass that Derek favors underneath the basket, and, and Donovan slides between two defenders and banks it off the glass. Donovan will go to the line. With Donovan at the line. Let's hear what he had to say about Mike Conley's growth from last year to this year. I think the biggest thing is just being on the floor, being comfortable. You know, it's tough coming out from being hurt and then coming back in and trying to feel where you need to be in the offense. So for him, you have a full training camp, well, shortened, but full training camp with us, everybody, getting a feel of what guys like to do and just playing with each other for a whole year. It definitely helps, and you see how comfortable he looks, and he's looking good out there, you know, and I think he's making, like you said, the right reads at the right time and not rushing, kind of just doing his thing. And that's the Mike Conley we all know and look forward to seeing more of it. Donovan makes the free throw. He's got 14. Double stagger for DeRozan coming left to right. Pull up jumper over O'Neal. No good. Rebound comes down to Royce. Royce has been active on the glass today. He's got six rebounds. Chest ahead. Ingles thinks about a quick three. Pirtle closes. Ingles has now got Pirtle on him. So he retreats back out to the AT&T center logo. Drives with the right hand. Underhand scoop to Donovan. Works the baseline. Inside pass gets stolen by DeRozan. DeRozan to the front court. Has O'Neal on an isolation. Working him, chest it back out to Rudy Gay. Gobert cuts him off, forces a mid-range hopper, no good. Offensive rebound, Gay, back up, no good. Rudy says, all right, I'll grab the rebound this time. Rudy's got seven boards. Conley left side, Hurdle on another mismatch. Hurdle drives middle, excuse me, Conley drives him in the lane, Rudy Gay blocks it. 
goes into the backcourt. Eight on the shot clock. Ingles picks it up. Hands to Donovan. Crosses over on Murray. Drives the left hand. Puts it high at the glass. No. Rudy grabs the rebound. Gets grabbed by DeRozan. He'll get two free throws. Nice block shot by Rudy Gay. Unfortunately, it's for the wrong team every time the Jazz block a shot this season. Cypress Credit Union will donate $50 to Community Recreation Association, a nonprofit organization that provides funding for youth in our communities to participate in sports and other extracurricular activities. Cypress Credit Union, your future is our future. 59-47, Rudy, two free throws. It's good. Here's what Mike Conley talked about his growth, what Mike Conley said about his relationship with Quinn Snyder. Well, he knows how I feel about him, man. He means he means everything. And, you know, as a coach, I'm sure it, it wasn't easy for him last year. He could have made a lot of different decisions, you know, regarding me and whether to play me or to bench me or whatever came up at the time. And he stuck true to me. He's, he's uh, giving me nothing but confidence. He's always calling and texting me, checking on me, making sure, you know, running over plays for the next game or next week's game, whatever it may be. So he's had my back and I just appreciate it. And I'm just going to continue to go out there and fight for the team. 8-2 run by the Jazz after Gobert makes the free throws. They're back up by 14. Patty Mills working the top. Started by O'Neal. Fakes the pass overhead, falling to the ground. Gives to DeRozan. Picked up by Ingles. Joe jabbing at him. Right-hand dribble by DeRozan. Attacking Gobert. Scoops and scores. Tamari DeRozan is a professional scorer. And he's got 13. 61-49. Jazz by 12. Ingles pick and roll with Gobert. Ladles it up with a left hand and in. Didn't even use glass. Just tickled the twine for two. Well, that's a, one heck of a play. That's the bread and butter play with, with Joe Ingles, Derek, with Derek Favors, or even, and Rudy Gobert. I don't need to tell you again, right? No. Hurdle, okay. Tom the key, flares out to DeRozan. Isolated on Ingles. High pick and roll. Comes off it. Gobert alters his shot, and he still hits it. Wow, he faded back, and he just kept fading back to change the angle so he could get it up and over Gobert. He's got 15 on 7 of 10 shooting. 47% he's shooting from that mid-range, and he's getting to his spots. Eagles comes to get it from Gobert, takes a right-hand dribble in the lane, stops, fakes the pass, and a reach-in foul on DeRozan. You know, DeMar DeRozan earned my basketball heart in a game here a few years ago, Ron. He drove to the lane. He put up the most vicious, awesome, one-hand dunk. I mean, it was just awesome and he ran back the other way like, i've done that before meaning he didn't inbound goes into the backcourt donovan tries to save it and saves it out of bounds I'm not sure that was it would have been backcourt oh he wasn't sure if it was deflected or not or? Right. 18 to 6 run by the spurs has made it a 12 point game jazz led by 21 at one point Here's Patty Mills and Pirtle, two-man game at the top. Mills gets Rudy turned around, drives the basket, and Rudy blocked it. Oh, my, Rudy. Here comes Donovan, finding Ingles trailing. Feet set, ball short, rebound comes out to O'Neal. Great hustle by Royce. Gives to Rudy at the top of the key. He's going to attack Pirtle. Spins in the lane, goes to the lane, forgot the basketball along the way, got knocked out by, Rant by Pirtle. Ransom says it's Jazz ball. Patty Mills spun Rudy around, tried to come back to the near side, so he could get his left hand, and Rudy just blocked it off the glass. Seven on the shot clock. Ingles quickly off a Gobert pick, snakes back underneath, holding, and we got a whistle, and they're holding Rudy Gobert on the roll. 
Joe wasn't acting like he was perfectly aware of the 1.4 seconds left on the shot clock. If he was, he faked me out completely with his calmness. So Gobert will go to the line to shoot two. One of the biggest stories in the NBA this week, Greg Popovich ejection, Pat, Becky Hammond coaching. Here's what Pop had to say about that. To me, it's it's not a big surprise. I guess to a lot of other people, it meant a lot, and I can understand that. But she's somebody who's very skilled and could very easily fulfill the duties of a head coach in the NBA. There are women in every other endeavor in the world, whether it's government, science, technology, aviation, doesn't matter what it is. Women do the same jobs as well and better than men. So there's no reason why somebody like Becky and other women can't be coaches in the NBA. Rose Fires a three on a quick two for one, no good. Rebound Gobert, 64-51. Rudy throws a baseball outlet to O'Neal who got behind the defense and another foul on Rudy Gay. What a pass by Rudy Gobert. And he's smiling and loving it. Saw a lot of NFL teams that could have used that today. Boy, that's, Jokic does that very, very well. And Rudy didn't right hesitate one bit. Bob, right in stride to O'Neal at the five yard line. He gets tackled at the one by Gay and will get two free throws. Royce misses the first. Jazz lead it 64-51 with 26.9 seconds left in the quarter. Second free throw from Royce is good. Royce a Texas native. Jordan Clarkson from San Antonio. Clarkson, excuse me, DeRozan guarded by O'Neal. At the Spurs logo at the top. 13 seconds left in the quarter. Shot clock's at nine. DeRozan driving at Gobert. High with a layup, no good. Rebound, Royce. Out to Ingles, four seconds. Ingles throws a lob to the rim that goes out the Spurs with 1.6 seconds left. He actually threw a lob to the net. It never got higher than the rim. Well, he was trying to put the ball over the top there of Murray, who was really sprinting. Not Murray, that was Johnson that was sprinting. And he was playing catch-up. 1.6 seconds left. You believe it? We haven't seen it this year, obviously, because you'd be surprised how often we've seen Quinn Snyder practice a play like this. Ingles inbound to the corner. Donovan for a catch-and-shoot three off the handle. No good. But the Jazz lead by 15 at that 14 at the half. 65-51 on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night halftime show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, Coach Tim LaCombe with you. The Jazz up big, 65-51 to 51, uh, on the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, behind a nice first half from Donovan Mitchell, really playing well. 14 points on 5 of 11 shooting. He had four assists. Uh, Bogdanovich added 12. Uh, Clarkson with 10 coming off the bench. Joe Ingles with 9. Rudy and uh, Mike Conley both with uh, 7 points apiece. Uh, Tim, what are you looking for in the second half? How can the Jazz keep this rolling? Well, you know, I couldn't help uh, but as I watched that first half. I mean, the Jazz really did do what they do. Um, they were, they were, you know, each guy really kind of took it upon themselves to to help create, and um, so I just think to stay with that. I love the ball movement, love the way that they're looking for one another. Um, would, wouldn't mind, you know, I know that San Antonio is a little susceptible in transition, so I wouldn't mind a couple of more of those baskets, but keep funneling everything to Rudy, make him, you know, help him challenge and then get that ball and get out, uh, continue to share it, and the Jazz should be in a good place. 
You know, you've been talking about it a lot uh, off the air as we're watching this game, and you mentioned it at the beginning of our halftime broadcast, but that extra burst of energy, to, as, as Ron put it so eloquently, push it real good, has made a, a huge difference for this Jazz team in that first half. Yeah, I, I wanted Alex to cue that up for crosstalk. I don't know. We'll see if we're winning. See but, if we can get that. Yeah, uh, get Ron dancing out there. But uh, no, but but hey, those things are huge. And if you can find ways to get baskets, this Jazz team, you know, has so many different ways to hurt you in the half court. You add that element, and uh, and I know they got at least nine points in transition because um, you know they were very noticeable. So good job by the Jazz, just taking opportunities against the Spurs team. I think it's it could be the thing that actually kind of breaks their back. Spurs shot 44% uh, from the floor, 30% from three. Uh, DeMar DeRozan had 15. Is there anything uh, the Jazz uh, are likely to do differently defensively in the second half? I liked what they did. Uh, like I say, I think, um, you know, funneling everything to Rudy, him contesting, uh, you know, don't overhelp. As Quinn would talk about, sometimes a breakdown is trying to do too much. Just do your job. Um, don't overhelp and finish all those possessions with a blockout and a rebound. Don't overhelp. That's a philosophy I personally live by. Yeah. You know, help, but well, don't overhelp. Yeah, I mean, people are capable of doing things if you you know, <laughs> but you gotta be there for support and you know, you gotta be in your spot, but don't overhelp, don't overcommit and cause issues on the backside. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback available now. Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. 65 51 is your score of the half. Jazz on top of the Spurs. Coming up next, second half of Jazz Basketball, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Utah Jazz leading 65-51 at the half, and we're joined now by assistant coach Vince Lagarza. Coach uh, Quinn Snyder said the other day, we are a shot distribution defense. This is about as good as you've been in protecting the rim and denying the three. What are you doing so well? You know, I think one in transition. Teams get rim and threes in transition. And then two, you know, our, our pickup points and our locks, um, you know, are a huge part of what we do. And then communication is it's a two man. We want to guard pick and roll with two guys and we have a great, you know, rim defender and Rudy, but him tonight at lock, as you know, they're one of the best mid range shooting teams in the NBA, him being up a little bit higher to contest those twos, not only is giving us good shot distribution defense, but it's making those shots even lower percentage. It's a deeper question, but has the offense led to the defense or the defense led to the offense tonight? Ooh, that's tough. I'm gonna I'm gonna always side with with defense, and you know, with our mindset, we we want to play defense. Again, the best way to get rim and threes is to get stops, force turnovers, and run. And so, uh, you know, the Jazz, we're gonna go defense to offense. All right, Ron Boone, we'll debate you that next time we're all together. Miss you, Ron. <laughs> I need to get Ron on one of these interviews. That is assistant coach Vince Lagarza. <laughs> it's your guy I think right there. You know there. me pretty well. <laughs> You would, why? Because you were listening to it thinking to yourself, it's offense, not defense. <laughs> Am I allowed to tell the three of our little secret? Stop paying for his golf. So, I'm going to tell our secret. When quarantine was going on or COVID levels of high level shutdown, when we first came back and golf courses opened, we basically all decided that we were respectfully understood we were all safe. Right. So, we had a foursome. That was Ron, Vince, and myself, and then the good golfer came too. Yeah, Arden. Yeah. And Arden, my daughter, would point out that she never lost to Vince all year. Vince argues that he won the first match. Well, well he admitted that, and he says he's gonna have to. Arden have to start giving him strokes. Well, she was, and still yeah. beating him. 
Vince's a pretty good golfer. And he's a pretty good golfer there. 65-51, we're underway. Jazz have won nine straight on the road, actually, believe it or not. I mean, dated all the way back in the opening possession. DeRozan fires a three, and the rebound comes down to Rudy Gobert, who gets his 10th rebound of the game already. O'Neal to the right corner. It's Mike Conley. It's no good. And the rebound comes down to Keldon Johnson. If you're just tuning in, the Jazz jumped to a 10-point lead after one, stretched it up to 21 at one point. And then we had about a series of runs here late as Keldon Johnson attacks the rack with a left hand over Gobert for the second time today. That's an awfully tough shot to shoot, kind of going away from the basket with a seven-foot-one guy. In your he place. is really good. Keldon Johnson has been great so far this year. Nine points, three rebounds, but averaging 60 and 60 as Boyan Bogdanovich catches down low, lays it up and in. I think that was a replay of the first play of the game. Beautiful pass thrown there by Royce O'Neal. I mean, this pass was a bullet right on the money. And Johnson, little body contact there. So Boyan will go for a three-point play. If you're just joining us tonight as well, the storyline's coming into the game. The Spurs have lost three in a row, but two in a row to the Lakers. They are a mixed match of veterans of DeRozan, Aldridge, who's not playing, and a collection of young, rising stars in the league. The Jazz start the first of their seven-game road trip tonight. Off a great win against the Clippers the other night. Here's Keldon Johnson at the elbow, gives it to Pirtle. Back out to the right wing, it's Lonnie Walker, another one of their young stars, and he floats it over Gobert. So Keldon Johnson, DeJounte Murray, Lonnie Walker, and then the first-round pick, Devin Vassell, are the four young Spurs of the future. They also have Derek White, but he's out injured. They're smart enough to start those runners, David, about five to six feet away from the basket. Donovan, catch and shoot three, straight down the barrel and good. The Jazz have been getting the catch and shoot three. That is their 10th catch and shoot three. They have 12 threes overall. They lead by 15. Donovan, 17 points, leads the Jazz. Left wing Murray, working a left-hand dribble into the pocket. He'll stop, pull up, no good. Rebound, Gobert. The Jazz have forced nearly half of the Spurs shots, his non-restricted area twos. Trailing is O'Neal, he's open for a three. Instead, he works in the paint, rotates to Donovan. Ball fakes on Walker. Baseball pass across to O'Neal, rotates to Bogdanovich. One dribble to his left, settles himself for three and hits. Was that on the right side of the floor? It was. Boyan's got 17 three threes. Jazz have 13 of them so far. That's $50 for the Huntsman Cancer Research Foundation, courtesy of Mount America Credit Union. Visit, find out more about macu.com, about their community involvement. Here's Kendall Johnson, played one year at Kentucky, and he really burst on the scene last year after spending much of the year at Austin in their G League, and he's fouled here by Bogdanovich. And then in the bubble, they let him loose. He averaged 14 points, five rebounds, 64% shooting and 65% from three. You know, our scouting report, we talked about DeRozan. Yep. In that mid-range game. I mean, the Jazz have... I want to make DeRozan up. where he wants to go. I mean, Have they done that? Well, he, he, had a, he had a great percentage in that first half. Murray, David. push shot on the right side. No good. Rebound goes over O'Neal, but Mitchell picks it up. Kicks ahead to Conley. Gives to Bogdanovich. Attacks the rack. Cross court to O'Neal. Back to Donovan. Rotates to Conley. Then to Bogdanovich, but Rudy's been in the paint too long. John Goble's a Scrooge. He's the Grinch that stole ball movement. What a mean and awful official right there, taking away such a beautiful play by the Jazz. Boyan would have had five minutes to find the seams and shoot that. That's how great the, the, the ball They're playing ring around was. the rosy. Here comes DeRozan. O'Neal got hit in the chest. DeRozan open for the jumper and hits DeRozan. 
Royce O'Neal just getting buried on picks tonight. DeRozan, 8 of 14. Last year, DeRozan shot 11 of 14 when guarded by O'Neal. Well, anytime you just continue to get ran off screen. Gobert working inside, and right-hand dribble tries to spin, and he travels. Rudy has one offensive move. He comes hard right and then spins back, and everyone knows it. Well, this is a, that was the perfect time for him to just shoot that little push shot that he's worked on so much. 73-57, Utah by 16 with 8.48 left here in the second quarter. DeRozan, veteran. Make it uncomfortable. Four-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA. Mitchell switches on Walker attacks. Mitchell cuts him off, Gobert's there. He has to double clutch, he misses at the rim. King rebound, tapped around, battled for. Walker saves it up top. It's Kendall Johnson attacking Gobert. Kick back out to Walker. Walker big steps to the lane, layup no good. Pirtle offensive rebound, no. Loose ball, Bogdanovich. Chess ahead to Conley. One man's back. Conley surveys the scene, finds Bogdanovich. He puts it on the deck, it's stolen by the long arm Murray. Murray in the fast break. Keldon Johnson slam dunk. 73-59. Murray was 17-18, all defensive team, and tore his ACL, missed the whole 18-19 season. Conley being guarded by Murray. They get Walker switched to him. Now they play pick and roll with Ian Gobert. Chess it out to Donovan. Breaks the 45, attacks Pirtle, double clutches, misses. Rebound sticks up on the side between the glass and the rim. Called a wedgie. Go heard the Lexus 30-point bell brought to you by Larry H. Miller, Lexus and Murray, and Lexus and Lennon. Let's find out who rang it. Irving along the near side now. Backing in Neto, the former Utah Jazz player. Spin out to the rim, and the layup is good for Kyrie Irving. He's got 28 to lead the Nets. Irving's got it for Brooklyn. On the move, right to left in the gray. Irving with a burst around Westbrook to the rim, and he lays it in. Kyrie Irving having a big game. Brooklyn and Washington going down to the wire. 28 seconds left. It's Brooklyn 122-121. Bogdanovich, contested corner three, perfect. That's the shot Quinn wants him to take. I know that guy's on you, but you're 6'8". You can get that shooting pocket up above the arm, fire it, and hit it. Well, you just concentrate on the basket. They block the shot. That's one hit of a block. DeRozan attacking Gobert. Two-time defensive player of the year with a block. Here comes O'Neal on the push. Top to Conley. Wide open three. Utah back up by 20, 79-59, and there's a shootout at the Alamo, and it's really one-sided. Utah with their 15th three of the night. The Spurs have just three on the Jazz Radio Network. Floats it back out to Bogdanovich, penetrates, spins, goes to his left hand and yeah. finishes. Boyan Bogdanovich with a spin cycle at the rim. Kicks to Bogdanovich, right corner three, good. Help to Clarkson, push ahead to Bogdanovich, quick release three, pow! Rotates to Bogdanovich. One dribble to his left, settles himself for three and hits. Utah's Boyan Bogdanovich has got it rolling tonight as the Jazz lead the Spurs here. By the score of 79-59, Boyan's got 20 to lead all scorers, four of five from three. Well, our LHM stat of the game to start was corner three shooting. Jazz last year shot 40%, they were shooting 26% coming in. You knew that was gonna settle out at some point, it has tonight. DeRozan gets by the defense, lays it up and in, favors 
in the game. Ron, you brought up this whole right side, left side, corner three thing tonight. Yeah. We've taken no left side corner threes. We have taken five right side corner threes. Yeah, and it, that was another one in the making there, right there. That, that would have been a better pass. I wonder, why, I wonder why that is. Well, that's what I was wondering there as well. You know, just. Donovan working off favors. Tries to split two defenders. Kicks to the right corner three to Joe Ingles. He misses. Loose ball rebound. Donovan runs it down the corner. Donovan attacks. Bounces up to Bogdanovich. Angle left. One dribble to his left. Hits again. Boyan Bogdanovich with his fifth three of the night. 23 on the night. And the Jazz are up 21. And that's five straight threes the Jazz have made in this third quarter. Walker driving, layup, slides up and in. Boy, Rudy Gobert, and Favors is great. I'm not criticizing Favors, but Rudy Gobert goes out of the game. And what does every team do? They try to they get to the basket. They just go to the rim like it's, you know, fine. The guy protecting the cookies now is not nearly as good as the one before it was denying you all the Oreos. Mitchell hesitates, drives with the right hand, throws it away, turnover. Keldon Johnson on the fast break, gives it up to Walker, goes by O'Neal and lays it up and in. Well, the Jazz went up 21 earlier, and the Spurs answered immediately on a 9-0 run and brought it back down to 12. It feels like the same thing's happening again. 82-65, Jazz by 17. Ingles, left wing to Mitchell, guarded by DeRozan. He's a decent defender, actually. Up top to Ingles, right side Bogdanovich, rotates to the right corner, O'Neal blows by Gay. Double clutches on the attack against DeRozan, hard foul. O'Neal goes down hard on his backside, but pops back up. Well... The ball movement is there, but in the San Antonio Spurs in a zone, the last two possessions for the Jazz, but this time instead of shooting a three, Royce O'Neal decides to go to the basket. Which you like. Yes. Why the ball movement tonight and not against Phoenix and not good, against Minnesota? It's a good question. I mean, <clears throat> I think it all starts, David, and, and I'm, a, I'm a becoming a believer in this, is that when whatever team opens up hot from the three-point line, it really changes. It really changes the game. The Jazz must push the ball up the floor. Well, the Jazz efficiency report tonight: 16 of 29 from 355 percent, 54 percent overall. That's your WCF efficiency report, brought to you by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful. Of Royce O'Neal has nine rebounds and five assists. Splits the free throws. He has five points, nine rebounds, five assists so far. DeMar DeRozan, double stagger pick coming at the top, left to right. Works himself into favors, kicks out. It's driving with the right hand is Keldon Johnson to the rack, and he finishes again. He is just fabulous. How did he go to 29th in the draft? Donovan bypasses it off the bounce three to find a wide open Bogdanovich swish. Donovan Mitchell with his sixth assist. The Jazz with their 17th three in 30 attempts. You notice that how hard Conley was driving and then the kick to the wing. The, deep, the zone defense did not have a chance to get there. Left-hand drive by DeRozan. Kicks to the corner to Gay. Favors defending. Dribbles off his knee. Picks up by Bogdanovich. Boyan to the front court with 26 points in his back pocket. Gives to O'Neal. One dribble. Settles himself for three and hits. Utah's 18 of 31 from three. $50 again for the Mountain America Credit Union. The Cancer Research Foundation... Huntsman Cancer Research Foundation. Jazz have seven threes in the corner. Spinning, Keldon Johnson to the rim over, favors and in with a foul. Oh my goodness, this kid is real. And here's the thing, Ron, he was the 12th biggest recruit in the country 
and he spent one year at Kentucky, and like everyone forgot about him. I mean, how did he go 29th in the 2019 draft? Well, from what we're seeing right now, I'm wondering that as well. You know, how? Because he is terrific. And maybe over time you'll see, you know, he doesn't pass or there's something else and he's got to develop it. But his ability to rise up over the defense at the cup is real. They say he's only, he's only listed at 6'5", 220, so maybe that's it. But I, who knows, Donovan hesitating in the lane. Freezes the defense and floats it over Eubanks who just checked in. Jazz are torching the Spurs right now. 91 to 70. DeRozan, right baseline drive. Favors comes over, knocks it away. It's loose on the ground. Ingles has it. Ingles tries to get it ahead to Mitchell. He does. Donovan ball fakes, finds Clarkson. Feet set off the back rim. No good. Rebound comes out to Ingles. Jordan says, I'll try again. He'll miss again. And the rebound comes down to the Spurs. 91-70. Keldon Johnson. Stutter steps, attacks Ingles, blocking foul, finishes to the rim, does Kelvin Johnson. That's the biggest 6'5 I've ever seen. That's a pretty strong move there as well. At Kentucky in his single year at Kentucky, Ron, he played 37 games. He played 1,100 minutes, so he's playing 30 minutes a night. He averaged 14.6 rebounds, two assists. It wasn't, he shot 40, 38% from three. Like, I'm going to have to go back and look at the 2019 draft and try to figure out what happened. Maybe some bad information. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, you know, you kind of wonder, right? That, like, yeah. usually when someone slips like this, that's the story. Favors tries to finish, or Donovan tries to finish over Eubanks, doesn't. 91-73. Here's Johnson. He's got 22. Left side to Patty Mills. Has Favors on roller skates. Stepped back for a three. No good. Eubanks battles to the rebound. Can't collect it. Banks grew up in Oregon, went to Oregon State. Donovan, right side, rotates to O'Neal, right corner three, rolls, Royce, and the Jazz are up 21. By the way, the other thing that's worth noting is that 2019 draft run is going to go down as one of the great drafts of all time. I mean, well, You can absolutely. tell that by the number of draftees that are playing valuable minutes already this right. season. And this draft, and it's worth noting, as Eubanks drives the baseline, favors, blocks the shot, loose ball, jousted for it, all the way out top. Johnson saves it, but right to Clarkson. He's going to go across the ticker tape with a layup for two, and it's 96-73. This group is also going to develop faster. You're talking about San Antonio. Just the second year players. Oh, the second year. Because yeah. they stopped their year in March. Here's Johnson again, jump stop, attacking. And he traveled with a crab dribble that time. They, if you think about them, they stopped in March. As one scout said to me, there's nothing that happens between March and the end of April that's good for a rookie. They're just exhausted. They all got to work out from March to the bubble. Then they went and got to play another eight games in the bubble against NBA talent. Then they got another three months to go collect themselves. And now they're in their second season with more preparation than any group of players ever. That's why, but it's, a, it's an incredible group. We'll talk about it some more as we continue. Jazz lead it by 23 here in the third. 2.08 left on the Jazz Radio Network. Your game summary. Presented by America First Credit Union. On the Zone Sports Network. Back to Donovan straight away. Catch and shoot three for Don is perfect. He has been just fabulous on the catch and shoot so far this year. Royce, right corner three. Perfect. Here comes O'Neal on the push. Top to Conley. Wide open three. Pow! Donovan, right side, rotates to O'Neal, right corner three, rolls, Royce, and the Jazz are up 21. 
That's your American First game summary. Jazz rolling here. Ingles bounces inside traffic to Gobert, goes back to Joe, lays it up and in. And the Jazz are now up 25. It's a bit like an assist to yourself almost, huh? Jazz have eight threes in the quarter. Their record for threes in a quarter is 10. That was like an assist to yourself. Vassell drives, misses. Gobert rebounds. That's his 13th. Clarkson in the front court. He had a big second quarter with 10 in his hometown. Works off a Gobert slip pick. Drives the lane. Passes out. George Niang for three. No good. Still doesn't have one yet. In the early season. Trey Lyles rebounds. Kicks ahead. Rudy Gay right side three off the back handle. George Niang grabs the rebound. Puts the minivan into second. Now into third. Throws a pass too far in front of Clarkson. Jordan collects it. Going one-on-one on Lyles. Retreats back out as Eubanks. Tells Rudy, I, I want to drive. Here he comes. Driving with the right hand. Spins. Defense suffocates and blocks the shot. Rudy Gay's been around. or Actually, that was Vassell, the rookie who knew the move. Vassell, top to Patty Mills. Catch and shoot three. Got it. Ron, if you go back to that draft, we continue that conversation for a second. First two players in the draft, Zion and Ja Morant. Okay, so it's got superstars, right? Correct. Those two guys are going to be ten-time All-Stars. Then the Nets collection is developing nicely this year. Ingles, players up top to Conley. Drives at the rookie Vassell. Over to Clarkson. Rotate to Joe. That's a left side three. It's no good. It's our first attempt from the left side. Conley steals it in the backcourt off the miss. Snuck behind the rookie and stole it. 25 seconds left in the quarter, 98-76. Jazz by 22. Squeeze, pick, and roll. Clarkson goes to the right side, forgot the basketball. It's now bouncing around, and coming out of it is Vassell, who goes over the top of Conley. It's a blocking foul in the backcourt. So then the next collection, R.J. Barrett, DeAndre Hunter, Darius Garland, Jarrett Culver, they're all, Kobe White, they're all showing signs. Mm-hmm. Then you had the next tier. I remember that kind of being the tier in the draft. Jackson Hayes, Rui Hashimura, Cam Reddish, Cameron Johnson, who's a nice player in Phoenix, P.J. Washington, nice player in Charlotte, I mean, and then Tyler Hero. I mean, that is, splitting the double team is Mills trying to put up the shot, misses. Rebound comes down to Ingles, and the quarter ends with the Jazz holding to a 22-point lead. Well, that's the reason I was saying that they're getting the minutes. You, you can tell how great of a class it was by their minutes that they're getting out there on the floor. Valuable. And just to finish that, Debayo in Detroit's got a sh- chance. Alexander Walker's all right. Uh, Goga in Indiana's pretty good. Thibel's going to be interesting. Brandon Clark's terrific. Grant Williams seems all right. Darius Bailey seems all right. Uh, Baisley seems all right. And we're watching Keldon Johnson tonight, and he is fabulous. Timeout on the floor. Jazz lead by 22 on the Jazz Radio Network. Utah Jazz just whitewashing the Spurs, 98-76. About as good a basketball as they've played since, oh, the Portland game. Uh, and they're now up 100-76 to as Joe Ingles floats one up and in. Coach Mike Wells joining us now. Coach Wells, I'm glad nothing's different than the last quarter. All I can ask you is what's impressed you the most as Rudy Gay hits a jumper on the left side. Well, I think, uh, Locke, you know, when we play with the pass, we're really hard to guard, right? And uh, you've seen uh, our pace be up, out, long outlets, advanced passes up the floor without dribbling it, and then, uh, you know, eyes out kind of theory, uh, you know, once we break the paint and open guys get the ball. So 
you know, we could clean up the turnovers and be a really dominating performance. Conley flares it out to Niang. This is a three. George still doesn't have one this year. Fast break the other way. Ingles tries to foul Can't. And they sneak to the rim, but they miss. Conley works inside, puts up the right-hander, top spins it over the rim and in. It's 102-78. You've known Pop for a long time. Ron Boone was pointing out to me. He just let that one happen there. He didn't call that usual timeout. He's just letting these young guys learn, it looks like. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, he does, uh, he's not Rick Carlisle where Rick will call timeout all the time. But, uh, you know, there are times Pop will want to see if they can just figure it out on their own. Rudy with another blocked shot tonight. He's been fabulous, as is everybody. Clarkson gets it knocked away in the paint. All right, so here's the question I asked Ron earlier. The Jazz lead at 102-78, and the Spurs get stopped on a fast break. Why the ball movement tonight and not against Phoenix? Well, I would think, Locke, what you saw against Phoenix is the tremendous ball pressure. You know, they picked the ball up early, um, and they really tried to make the guy with the ball uncomfortable. And unfortunately, our response to that was to try to put our head down and go one-on-one. Um, when all you really have to do is even pass it more, right? Because they're out on the ball pressure anymore. There's huge driving lanes. Um, and uh, our response was to try to play one-on-one. And you got the result that uh, we got. So, interestingly, I don't know if you know this off the top of your head, but of our upcoming games, Brooklyn, New York, um, I don't know road trips the way I used to, Milwaukee, Detroit, Cleveland, Washington, any of those teams, the type that will get up into you the same way Phoenix, or more teams are playing the shell, trying to force you into shots the way San Antonio is? Yeah, it's going to be more like San Antonio uh, to a degree. You know, I don't know if a lot of teams have the personnel that Phoenix does to put that pressure on the ball. 102-82. Murray with another seal, long-armed all-defensive team member. Conley splits a double team this time, draws the foul. Uh, what have you maybe noticed that we would not have as a coach of this team in the meetings, knowing adjustments that have been made tonight? Well, I thought... Um, the level of our screens have been huge. Knowing that San Antonio wants to go under, um, you know, Rudy and Fave setting those initial screens right at the three-point line. You know, when the screen's set at the three-point line, then the defender on the ball has got to make a choice of going over and under. And if they go under, which they did in this game early, then it's really just a walk-up three. Um, it's, you know, it's just a three-point shot right at the line. I thought Rudy and Fave did an outstanding job early with where their location of the screen was. And then defensively, uh, Vince Lagarza at halftime pointed out as Bogdanovich floats one up and in 104-82, Jazz still up 22. About Rudy being up a little higher on the mid-range game causing problems, what was what did you see in that regard? Yeah, you know, uh, Quinn tried to give Rudy a little more flexibility this year on his level on the screen, you know. He, he's a... Uh, He's got more years of service, so to speak. He's more of a veteran now. And, uh, yeah, so trying to bring him up to, to show the ball more pressure uh, and just make him more of a presence, right? You know, uh, uh, Rudy's such a factor, and San Antonio being a mid-range shooting team, you know, in the past, DeRozan has had some big games against us because Rudy's been too far back. Um, but allowing Rudy to kind of have a little more flexibility and to uh, impact the game. 104-85, jump ball here, and it gets hit out of bounds. It's going to be Spurs ball. 9.20 left here in the fourth. David Locke along with Ron Boone and Jazz assistant coach Mike Wells. 
who will be nice enough to join us throughout the road trip. So special treat. Hey, my, uh, let's talk about Rudy's, you talk about Rudy's screens and, and the patience he's showing with the screens, I think. That's really helping my comment. Yeah, Bernie, he, he's in such a good rhythm. I would say on both ends of the floor right now. Maybe as good a rhythm as we've seen Rudy play on both ends of the floor. That would be the first thing. The second thing on that screen with the with the ball handler, you know, particularly like Mike in this game where, you know, Rudy is setting that at a position where, you know, Mike can just dance a little bit behind the screen. Um, and if they go over, then Mike's getting to the paint and he's throwing the high pass or that drop-off pass to Rudy. And if they go under, Rudy's then just lowering his screen below the three-point line, and Mike's shooting that three-shot right behind. Mike Conley, three in transition is good, but what just happened a moment ago was something else. While Mike Wells was explaining how good Rudy is, DeJounte Murray, who at the time was one for 11 on the day, just can't shoot over Rudy, decides one more time to attack Rudy, uses all sorts of footwork, Rudy blocks it. Murray picks it back up in the right corner has Rudy isolated, so he decides to shoot a three over Rudy, and Rudy blocks that also, and it comes up an air ball. Conley comes back the other way, hits a three. Jazz are running the Spurs out of the building. They're up 24. Mike Wells, let's hope this is an indicator of things to come on this road trip. Appreciate the time. It's a great way to start the trip. Thanks, guys. 109.85, that Rudy Gobert playing at a just great level on both sides. It's worth the conversation. We'll have it coming back on the Jazz Radio Network. The NBA now. 14, 13, 12 seconds to go in a tie game. Griffin down in his defensive stance against Marcus Smart straight away up top. Tatum sets the screen. Smart goes there with the ball. Five seconds to go. Tatum dribbles to the left elbow. Jumper in the air. Got it. Wow. With 2.9 to go, Jason Tatum has given the Celtics the lead. Detroit does not have a timeout. Blake Griffin will inbound it. Fielded on three bounces at half court by Grant. Return to Blake Griffin. He elevates and Tatum blocks the attempt at a three-point shot. Tatum wins it with the bucket. Blocks Blake Griffin's attempt to win it with a three. That is Sean Grande on the call of our NBA Now. As earlier tonight, Jason Tatum with his second game winner of the season for the Celtics, who are full, only won four games. That is brought to you by, sorry, smithsfoodanddrug.com for easy home delivery and as fast as one hour. Enjoy same-day pickup at the store on orders of $35 or more from Smith's Fresh for everyone. Trey Lyles working on Derek Favors. Fades back short with a shot offensive rebound. Back up no good by Jones for the first. Jones, a rookie out of Duke, another one of their young players. Here comes Donovan crossing over, floating no good. Favors tips it back up and in. 113.87 Utah. Royce O'Neal, by the way, has a double-double, 11 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. Here's Vassell, the rookie out of Florida State, into lane, misses, Clarkson rebounds. Spurs haven't quite waved the white flag, but they're coming close. 7-19 left. Clarkson, right elbow, in and out dribble, lobs to Favors, he's at the rim, takes a big knee bend, goes up, draws the foul, and finishes. Ron, back to what Mike Wells was saying, just about Rudy and how comfortably he looks at both sides and what a great rhythm he's in. As a player, does how much does off the court matter? Rudy's been through so much. He knows himself better today. He's stronger as a person. Here, in fact, let's listen to what Quinn Snyder said when we went back to Oklahoma City. 
to be honest, Rudy was vilified. And in hindsight, you know, I think we have a greater understanding of the virus, you know, and I think Rudy recognizes fully, I say that, that there were some mistakes that, that were made, but those mistakes have been made over and over again by different people, all of us, you know, and, and that's kind of the educational process that's accompanied the spread of this virus. Rudy's been through everything. Death threats, embarrassment, made the mistake with the mics at the press conference as Donovan fires a three here and hits 118-87. But he knows himself better now. He's at peace. I've actually talked to him about this a little bit, about just, you know, you grow from this. You have such hubris at that age with that kind of success and something finally went wrong. You learn from that. You get better because of it. Where, how much do you think that is attributing to how great he's playing on the floor right now? Well, you know, it's all behind him now. Not, it has a lot to do with the way he's playing right now because you get to the point where now I'm at, at peace with myself. You know, he felt probably that he shut down the league. It, and so that's become, you know, to the point where it's on, on your mind. Um, and you just start concentrating on basketball. It has to have an effect. It'd be the same as the guy with mental illness. I mean, your your mind can be out there on the floor playing basketball, but you but yep. something won't happen and your mind goes somewhere else. Yep. You know, it, it's it, it's a tough situation. But when you can eliminate that and concentrate on on your craft and what you're doing and what you're supposed to do, the game becomes muscle memory, instinctive. You react. Um, it just comes right back. 118 to 90, the Jazz up now by 28. Mia Oni comes in. Spurs played the Jazz twice last year in the bubble, and a lot of these guys played in those games, if you recall. The Jazz, in fact, and one of them started Moutier, Oni, Ingles, Niang, and Davis. The other, they started Donovan, Joe, Royce, Clarkson, and Bradley, but they only played 12 minutes. So now, with 6.13 left, the Jazz up 118-91. A lot of the same guys. Clarkson going against the rookie Jones. He was the ACC Defensive Player of the Year last year at Duke. Turnaround jumper by Clarkson is good because he's Jordan Clarkson. He's got 18. With dad watching. His dad, they lived on one side of town. And San Antonio's got a pretty distinctive one side and the other side of town. And the Clarksons were on one side of town. And Doc Rivers and the NBA players lived on the other side of town. Fast break. And Jordan Clarkson's dad used to go wash and detail cars on the other side of the town. Doc Rivers, as a kid, Doc Rivers' kid, Austin, played with Jordan because Doc Rivers brought his kid to the other side of town to get some real hoops. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Come over to this head. Get beat up a little so, bit. Right, you know? right. Jordan's dad went over to watch the nice cars and detail the cars on that side. Doc Rivers sent Austin to the other side to find some real basketball. Time out on the floor. Jazz blowing out the Spurs 122-91 to on the Jazz Radio Network. left here in the fourth quarter. The Utah Jazz opening up their road trip with a 122-91 advantage over the San Antonio Spurs and running away with this. Talked about a little bit earlier in the broadcast, but the big news story was Becky Hammond coaching a game in San Antonio when Pop got ejected. Let's hear some more from Pop on that. I understand the attention it got, but in all honesty, I assume that most people already knew that she was qualified to be a head coach in the NBA. We didn't hire Becky to make history. She earned it. She is qualified. She's wonderful at what she does. 
Jazz bringing in the bench unit. Elijah Hughes, Mia One, Shaq Harrison, Jawan Morgan, and Doke Azubuke in the ballgame. Azubuke with it, top of the key. Hands it off to Harrison. Harrison signed by the Jazz. Played in Chicago last year. Gets to the window, sh short with a shot. And the rebound comes down to Vassell. Vassell's the rookie out of Florida State, guarded by Elijah Hughes. They probably saw each other last year. Syracuse and Florida State working in the paint. Going to the basket is Samanich, who's a part of that great draft class. And he spins on One, block shot by One, but picked up by Lyles and fouled. Trey going looking for his first field goal. Jazz are a single three away from the franchise record. They are 21 of 40 tonight. They lead at 122 to 93. The Jazz led by 10 at the end of one, by 21 at 50 to 29. Then the Spurs went on a run to make it 65 to 51 at the half, Jazz by 14. Then Jazz stretched it to 22 by the end of three, and a lob high above the Alamo, and Azabuke throws it down. Wow, that was way up there. The Alamo's actually not that big. That was well over the Alamo. That was like a pitching wedge. Summer driving on Elijah coming over is Azabuke and he two hand blocks it out of bounds. Wow. Yeah, this is one heck of a play here, that, that dunk. Doka Duncan. Yeah. 124.95. That was your game summary brought to you by America First Credit Union. America First has financial products, services you need to take care of your family, home, business, whatever you need, they're here to help. AmericaFirst.com. Driving in is Eubanks. Oregon native, went to Oregon State, and he's fouled by Azabuke. Shaq Harrison threw the lob, and Azabuke went and got it, and the Jazz bench was like, and uh, jumping up and down except for Clarkson was sitting back going, ooh, because that's the personality of everyone right there, because that's how Jordan works. One twenty-four ninety-five, four twenty-two left in the fourth. Seventy-five percent. He shot in college. Azubuke, yeah. yeah, NCAA record. Well, having watched him, I'm surprised not more. Hughes comes off a pick. Azubuke actually fell. He comes back over, sets the pick. Hughes switches right to left, throws up a wild shot. Air ball. Jawan Morgan in the game. Lyles outruns Morgan for him. Lyles dribbles off his knee. They don't call double dribble. The ball is now dribbling Trey Lyles all the way to the corner. He flares it back up top to Vassell. Vassell comes off a pick, nice defense by the Jazz. Flare out to Sommers for three, no good. Long rebound comes out to Jones. Six on the shot clock as that was an air ball. He floats it, misses. This is really raggedy basketball, and Morgan rebounds. Bubble ball. We're back to bubble ball here for a few days. Harrison driving, floating off of Azubuke pick and scoring. Jazz 126-96. Spurs down 30 at home. Another blowout. Home road, Ron. What do you think the record? Unbelievable. What do you think the record is right now? Um, I won't guess. Road teams after the first game tonight, when Boston won in Detroit, had won four more games than home teams. Washington then beat Brooklyn to make it five. L.A. just beat Memphis to make it six. Denver's about to beat Minnesota to make it seven. Utah's about to beat San Antonio to make it eight. Clippers are going to beat Phoenix tonight to make it nine. They're up 20 to make it nine. The road team, by the end of tonight, will have won maybe nine or ten more games than the home team so far this year. So I know we had this conversation. 
Is it the fact that you're on the road? Yeah, there's no fans. It's, a, it's impacting the home team far more than the road team. And fans now get to know that they make a difference. Might be affecting officiating too. 126-99, Harrison off of a Azabuke pick to an elbow jumper and he hits. 128-99. Samarich driving and we got a foul. Is it a goaltender or just a foul? All right, with that foul, let's do it. Let's go on an America First run around the NBA. We just mentioned some of those scores. Let's talk about it. Wizards and Brooklyn went down to the final shot. Brooklyn had the ball down one. Here we go, 28 seconds left. Nets lead 122-121. Wizards ball. Beal now dribbles to his right. 17 seconds left. Beal gets the restrictor arc. Feeds Bryant, slams, two hands. Beal to Bryant, 123-122 with 14.9 seconds left. That was not the final call. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant then missed shots on the final call as the Washington Wizards get a win, 123-122 in Brooklyn. Azubuke hands it off to Hughes. We'll continue the run around the league in a second. Hughes gets caught in the air, flares out to the wing to Harrison, low dribble. He loses control of it, picked up by the Spurs before the shot clock goes off. Samarich to the rack. Hughes flies in, tries to block it, but there's no one there for the rebound, and the rebound goes back up and in. 128-102, 2.15 left. Jazz head to Brooklyn and New York to play two in New York in two days with nothing open. That'll be a different New York trip than they're used to. Harrison gets to the rim and lays it up and in. Shaq Harrison with eight points. Two minutes left. Harrison gets his hand on the ball, knocked away. 130-102 Jazz. Jones left side, Samarich, 19th pick of the trap, fires a three and hits. Samarich might be all right. Well, he set up for that really nice. 130-105, Shaq running off of the Duke, Doke pick, bounces to in the pocket. He's about eight feet out. He's trying to bump and back his way in. He puts up a five-foot hook shot and misses. Rebound Lyles. Jazz by 25 with 127. Left, they'll go to four and two. The three-point shooting came back tonight. They shot 52%. We knew it was happening. 21 of 40. It was only a matter of time. Eubanks, hook shot over Azabuke. No good. Azabuke runs pretty well, Rob. The guy that big. He does run the floor. Hughes, straight down the barrel. Three, went for the franchise record. Misses. One, offensive rebound. Double clutches around the rim without resistance. And ends up missing. Could have just gone up. Nobody was there to stop him. He expected it instead of saw it. Vassell driving at Azubuke. Fades back over the top. Hits the back iron and goes up and in. 130-107. Jazz are one franchise short of the franchise record. Here with 40 seconds left. I don't think we'll get a whistle and a foul though at this point. Harrison barking out the signals. Comes off a Hughes pick, hard drive all the way to the rack. Tries to scoop it inside to Azubuke, turns it over. Shot clock and game clock are virtually the same. We actually do get a foul call. As Trey Jones is fouled at the rim. All right, let's go continue our run around the NBA. The Los Angeles Lakers were in Memphis. Lakers go into Memphis for the first of two games against the Grizzlies, and they win convincingly behind 22 points, 13 rebounds, and eight assists from LeBron James.
Ireland on the call there. Lakers road trip, two in San Antonio, two in Memphis. Finally, Denver Nuggets and the Minnesota Timberwolves tonight. He gets a high pick from Jamichael Green. He rejects it, throws it to Jamichael on the pick and pop for three. Jumpers good. Nuggets break the tie. They're back in the lead, 78 to 75. And Denver 121-101 over Minnesota. They'll win in Minnesota, another road win. Jazz dribbling out the clock here. They'll win it 130 to 109. They'll be in a minute. There'll be five games in the book tonight, and all five will be won by the road team. Road teams will be plus eight after tonight on the season. In their win-loss record. And the Clippers are up 20 in Phoenix right now. We'll see what happens between Portland and Golden State and Dallas and Chicago. Think there's ever been a game, a night where eight road teams won? Out of eight? No. Can't imagine. No, no, right? what, the percentage, what, what was it last year where the home team was uh... Yeah, I don't, I don't have it off the yeah. top of my head, but I mean, no. it's got to be about 60%.